Welcome to the Korean Podcast with Emmanuel Maya and Mauricio Alberto. Hey, today we have a special guest with us, Mr. Raul Reyes. Yes. How you doing, man? Hey, Thank how's it going, good. man? Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming, man. It's wonderful that you're here with us today. Yeah, of course. Uh, Bear in mind for our listeners that we are watching the Dodgers play tonight, so if we might get distracted or give a cheer for any circumstance that might occur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you definitely won't hear me cheer. I'm more of a Yankees person. Yeah, he's a Yankees fan. You know, and we're like, okay, at least that's a good thing for us. You know, we can't kick him out. Yeah. That would have been tough. Yeah, I should have said I was a Giants fan, though. Oh, man, that would have hurt our feelings very much. (laughs) We would have been like, what's going on? No, no, no. Like, it would have been divided already. Yeah, no. Uh, Honestly, I don't even watch baseball to the point where I can actually speak about it. So I know I'm a Yankees fan because I like watching the Yankees. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, the World Series, I'll watch the World Series with the Dodgers just because I live in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, like, something I'm super, like, okay, let's go Dodgers. (laughs) Yeah, I get you. I mean, for me, as of, like, the last five years i started going to dodger games uh, more and more during mm-hmm. the summer and yeah. stuff like that so it became more of a i'm gonna go to a dodger game because it's just it was a thing to do during summer that's an experience yeah and it's yeah, a exactly. really it's a dope experience too especially when you go with the good right crowd yeah because yeah, watching just watching it here at home i'm gonna be honest with you it sucks it's just not not as enthusiastic yeah, as watching I, basketball yeah. or soccer exactly. or football. i definitely rather be at the baseball game than watch it through the tv unless it's the world yeah, series because exactly. it's a little more exciting but even playoff ba- baseball i'll watch that that's mm-hmm. when i start watching it because it becomes all about the pitching and and, and it's just more competitive at that yeah. point so yeah, at that point, I'd rather I'd rather watch it on TV because it's more expensive to go. <laughs> but during the season, you can get tickets really cheap, good yeah. tickets and whatnot. Definitely. So um, yeah, anywhere you sit in that stadium, it's, you still get a good view and it's still a good experience. The hot dogs are great. Yeah, that's the, the beers are overpriced, but you know. <laughs> Last year I went and um, it was for uh, it was like Kershaw was pitching and it was against the Giants, mm-hmm. and I sat in the out in the I think it was left field by third base. And I got to see him warm up and all this stuff, and it was a great game. And it was my first time sitting like that close and seeing see them warm up and everything like that. Yeah. So it was it was pretty dope, you know. So it's a, it's an experience I'm missing this summer, at being at Dodger Stadium and everything. Because so. it's fucking coronavirus and messed yeah. everything up. It, yeah, yeah, hardcore. It's man. been crazy, man. Really, really badly. I mean, for but, me with baseball, I grew up playing it, so it's it's here. a different thing, you know, for me. Um, I don't watch the regular season as much as I would like <laughs> to because it's just time consuming. But, yeah, once it gets to playoffs, that's when I'll start paying attention more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just hope, all right, Dodgers make it to the playoffs, you know, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to see how they progress through this playoff. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually how I go about it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been really crazy with this whole corona. How's it affected you, man? Not much because I've still been working. Well, at first I wasn't working because when coronavirus hit, well, I'm a, real, I'm a realtor, so mm-hmm. when coronavirus hit, we weren't considered as essential workers. Mm-hmm. Then two weeks later, we get a mail, we get an email from NAR, National Association of Realtors, and they're like, now you guys are considered essential. Get back to work, basically. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. ever since houses. Then, oh, too many houses, actually. Yeah. You'd be surprised. The market right now is on fire. No, I, that's what I told him. I told yeah. him, right now, everybody that has money or saved up money, Right now is the time to buy. To capitalize oh, on right now, it's definitely a buyer's market. But we have a saying within the group I work with is mm. whoever takes advantage of this opportunity right now with the coronavirus and everything else is going on can become rich because of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's in any industry you're in, it pushes you to do things. I mean, like for me as a, as an audio engineer, I, I've been doing things. Uh, 
working at studios, working in, mm-hmm. in live sound, but now I'm pushing myself to start my own business and to like have my own recording studio and all that stuff. And it's a different challenge, but the way I see it is I'm capitalizing on the downfall right now so that when it gets back up, yeah. you're good to go. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I, you know no, what I mean? Exactly. Like, the ball's rolling and stuff. Like back in 2008 when the recession hit, I know this guy that works in my office, his name is Marty. So he took advantage of that opportunity and he bought a ton of investment properties at a low price. And now he's just sitting pretty on all the investment capital that he's made. And he's still selling homes. So it's like, you know, you got to make smart moves at the right time. Yeah. And especially right now that even California helps first time buyers as well. Yes, it does. Yes. But right now it's a little more difficult because of coronavirus to get that very low, um, you know, interest rate. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, down payment. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to get that very low down payment because of coronavirus. So they're ba- the banks are being very strict on who they approve and how they approve them. Yeah. Mm, all right. Yeah. I mean, w- would you say that that's, that's even the case before COVID? Because I feel like, I feel like, it, me personally, like, trying to get a loan sometimes, it's like, they it's loopholes. I mean, not loopholes, but it's obstacles you got to go through as far as, like, getting approved. So it was it also, is it also still a challenge for people before COVID? Before um, COVID, definitely not because it was, like I said, it was a lot easier. People, really. yeah, they would, there was always certain challenges with getting pre-approved because of 2008. 2008 uh. happened because real estate agents were the ones that could approve you for a mortgage. So in essence, you could come to me and be like, hey, I want to buy a $2 million home, but I'm only making 900000 to a million dollars a year. Yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, this is what you do. We're going to put this on your paperwork and this is, this is what we're going to say you do and you make above two million so you can't afford that house and then you know real realtors decided okay we're gonna keep doing that doing that doing that until it built this balloon yeah. and, you know it, it just grows grows and it pops and that's why it crashed so hard yeah exactly and yeah, we're still getting that nasty buzz on this mic do you want to pause for right now uh no let's keep going i'll fix it right now while we go it'll <laughs> be good. it'll be part of the podcast you're gonna be like what's going on yeah man. but that's 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 interesting that that's going on that um you know that uh even though the downfall of, of COVID, your industry is still mm. booming regardless, you know? Yeah, we, well, the housing market and then the the stock market, those are two different entities. Yeah. So when back in, let's say, two months ago, when things started to reopen, there was a strong belief that the housing market could bring back our economy. And so far, it's it's on it's doing that. It's on the path to do that. Right now, we're not where we want to be at, but houses are still selling at an incredibly fast rate. I think we're averaging 14 days on the market before we get multiple offers, even less if we get lucky. Mm. But it's just, uh, you just got to work your ass off, man. Yeah. This whole thing has weathered out all the weak realtors and brought out all the strong realtors. Not saying that I'm a strong realtor because this is still my first year. Yeah. But, you know, this is something that I aspire to do for the rest of my life or until I can retire happy and sell the Yeah, no, it's, it's something where you have to be hungry. You have to be hungry. You have to desire that and want that and say, like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, and if you don't have that desire, you don't make it in that market. Like, you have to have the guts to talk to people. You have to have the guts to uh, be able to communicate. And one of the you things... You have to be uncomfortable with yourself. One of the things that I've noticed, you know, with some people of our generation is that sometimes they're afraid to be outspoken. They're mm-hmm. afraid to actually talk to people. Um, you know, and just like that saying goes, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah, and you no, have to, you have to be, put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You have to go out there and say, I, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, this is how I'm going to get this client. This is how I'm going to get this person and have that game plan to actually achieve that and mm-hmm. to get that. 
Yeah, so just like as a little background, when I started, because I do cold calling, Mm -hmm. and that is one of the toughest things that I've ever learned, that I've had to learn how to do in my entire life. To pick up the phone and talk to to, to, yeah, because we're so accustomed to 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 texting, texting, yeah, and emailing. And it actually it's more time consuming to text and to email than to give someone a phone call. Exactly, you get them on the phone right away in that moment. You could talk to them, but that's where a lot of people get like stuck. They're like, "Uh, uh, uh, like, how do I talk to you? Yeah, it's not even that. It's because okay, so my job is to get them to say yes to meet me. Yeah, that's essentially what I have to do. But the rejection that comes with it was something that I wasn't prepared for in the beginning. And I, it made me doubt myself. Like, do I belong here? Is this yeah. what I have to be doing to like make yeah. money? Okay, should I go back to working with my dad in construction? And then that's when I thought to myself, I was like, hell no, I don't want to go back to working construction. So I was like, okay, you, you have to do what you have to do to make it in this industry. It's a dog eat dog, and people will walk all over you if you yeah. let them. So thankfully, I had the good fortune of like getting together with the right people. So they gave me scripts. They prepared me. This is how you talk. This is what your tone has to be. And you know, smile when you talk on the phone because people can feel that. Yeah, yeah, they can feel your your um, your emotions through the phone. Like if you're feeling fatigued, if you're feeling down, yeah. if you're feeling depressed, like all that is felt. Yeah, and it's very <laughs> true, very true. You do have to take a really good positive attitude when you're approaching that and how you're going to talk to them. Yeah, that's why we have to. Well, I have a mirror in front of my desk at work. Not because I'm narcissistic, but because I have to remind myself to smile. Yeah, it's like, how are you looking? Yeah. What are you doing? If you look good, you, you know, feel good, and you just do it's better. It's true. It's so, true. It's the same thing like, uh, you know, the, the people that go to the gym. You know, mm-hmm. why they put a mirror in the gym is because you can look at yourself, see yeah. your form, see the way that you're lifting that weight. You get to see your bum. It, exactly. The and then zone. it's like, all right, I'm doing this in a good form. Mm-hmm. And, and it also makes you feel good that you're looking at yourself accomplishing something in that moment. Yeah, that's one thing I miss out of coronavirus is hitting the gym because home workouts aren't yeah. don't hit the same and i do enjoy running but i don't enjoy losing like muscle mass to a certain extent but yeah it's like you have to accustom to what you're given you know yeah so i'm working with what i got did you go to the gym when it reopened a few weeks ago nope you decided no, not to go i decided at not to go because look i look i i'm like i believe in like god and everything so like mm. i believe he'll protect me but i'm not gonna put myself out there yeah to get sick or you know god forbid anything happened to my family Mm, I get you, I get you. Yeah. Technical difficulties, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, Maury's mic wasn't working properly at the moment, but he is back. Maury, on the other hand, did go to the gym. Yeah. He decided to go to the gym. He was I, at, I saw him at Crunch. I saw you I like, feel posting so bad stories now. on Instagram at Crunch. <laughs> yeah, I feel so bad now because of what you said. And, like, I totally get you. I, my point of view in that is just like, man, it's like I feel like we're going to be wrapped up in this bubble and wrapped up in this, like, you can't do. Life now, you dude. can't do nothing. You can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. You can't go to the store if you don't have a mask. Uh, we can't gather at church. I, I you know I work at a church, yeah, so no, like yeah. it's so weird not having people there. You know what I mean? And those type of things. It's just like I just feel. I just hate that it's getting. And I know the situation we're in, mm-hmm. but I just feel like, for example, I, I'm. We're looking at sports right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're watching. I'm watching UFC almost every weekend. How they devise their bubble, how the NBA just did their thing. So it's like I'm seeing these organizations and companies come up with ways to to continue with life, and I yeah. feel like we have to do that because if we stay in this cocoon of like COVID is out there. Oh no, you have to keep going. You, know you know can't I mean? just yeah. hold yourself back because 
let's say, okay, you survived this, and then next thing you know, like, what what are you going to do? You survived this, and you decided to stay inside the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and like, I, I've been saying, you know, when I've been talking to Maury, it's like, right now is the perfect opportunity to build traits, you know, yeah. build traits in yourself, uh, build other skills that you mm-hmm. can, you know, you can add on to your toolbox of how good you can be. Right now is the time to do that, you know. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that are going to college as well are seeing, in a sense you know, how pointless college is. <laughs> I saw that a while ago. You know, because, you know, college no is, is a piece of paper, you know, yeah, and, the- and that's what it is at the end of the day, but it depends what you're going for. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain careers where I do back it up and oh, I no, go, definitely. and I go like, yes, you need a degree in that. Yeah. But there's certain careers where I'm like, you can go another path, man, and save yeah, that like, money. Yeah, like, I mean, even for me in music, I could have, I could have gone to a trade school or just not even done it at all. Exactly. And just, you just, you, um, YouTube University. Yeah, no, shit. <laughs> but my point of view was, I want to keep my options open when it comes no, to yeah. like university setting. Like, all the professors that teach me at, at CSUN, mm-hmm. you know, they they have a music career and then they teach. They have a, a stable job in teaching, and I saw that, and I'm like. I'd be down to keep that option open, you know? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Um, I, I think also the prestige that the ma- that the major I'm pursuing at, at CSUN has, mm-hmm. um, that's another thing that, that that gave me, like, kind of how you could say the confidence to be like, let me go for this, you know? Because yeah. when I was pursuing business or sociology, I was like, what am I going to do in this? Or, or that's not yeah, even really what I, I want to do in life, you know what I mean? But I, my whole thing was I want to go to school and, and go to school for something I like to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then early on, I didn't pursue it hard because it was like, how are you going to make money in music? How are you going to make a living in music? And I would question myself in that. And it wasn't until I really went out there and I saw how you make money in this industry, I was like, okay, I can do this. Okay, yeah. let's keep on going at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, going back to the whole COVID thing, um, going to the gym, man, uh, I was have, I was, I was had a consistent consistent we were even starting to go before mm, yeah you know and then that that brings it down and then i just started eating bro just started eating yeah, no, anything I that was too, around because of everything that was going on in like business i thought business was gonna crash and i thought there was gonna be like okay you're gonna this has gone to shit so you're gonna have to go look for something else to do and i didn't want to do that yeah so my thing is when i'm stressed i eat like crazy yeah. <laughs> so and the thing is that you're at home all the snacks are there your that. family's making food mad meals i was i was just chefing it up in the kitchen yeah. i made cinnamon rolls from scratch i've wow i made like these night i posted it on my instagram i forgot what they were called but they're like lettuce boats with like some shredded beef on it and it's like some thai food right yeah i made those and i was just like my mom was like why don't you just go to culinary school and i was like because I want to be a realtor. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is my hobby. This is not what yeah, I want, want a, to do as yeah, a job. No, I yeah. realized that I hated cooking for other people when yeah. I had to cook for a family of 11. Because we, I had, there's 11 people at my house. My family came from El Salvador and they got stuck here because of Corona. Corona yeah. And she was like, if you're going to cook, you got to cook for everybody. And I was like, yeah, no. I, I <laughs> That's this. it. I hate this. <laughs> What what if it was just you and your girl? Would you cook for her? Well, I mean, I, if I had a girl, yeah, I'd definitely cook for her. <laughs> all right, all right. So all that's right. that's the exception, right that's there. The exce- okay, right, so look, I'll cook for, for my for our listeners. Uh, Raul Reyes is is available, and uh, he's <laughs> <Yeah>. looking. <laughs> I'm looking. The way I look at it, it's like if I really wanted a girlfriend, I'd have one right now. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm more focused. I don't have the time to tend to other people. Yeah, no, it's I'm understandable. Trying to build my yeah, you're future, trying to build you know? your business. Empire. You're trying mm-hmm. to build what you're doing, and that's very understandable, man. If something comes along and changes my mind, I'm not against it though. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. There, there will be something. Trust yeah. me. There'll be. That's something. how it happened to Maury. For me, yeah. And I'm gonna explain this. I because I I was in a past relationship and then that broke fell apart. You know, we were all been We've there. We've all been there. But uh, my whole mentality after that was like, let me just worry about me let and me let me focus me. on me. Yeah. And then the right person's gonna notice that and respect that and honor that. And you yeah. know, and and God bless me with that. And I'm and I'm very grateful for that. I'm engaged now to this person. And I'm moving on with my life. Thank shit. you very much. Yeah, <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. But my, my whole point is that that's going to happen, bro. Keep on doing what you're yeah. doing. And like I said, the right person's going to notice. And I expect it to happen. Yeah. And they'll appreciate that. They won't get in your way of your of what you're trying to do. They'll understand. Yeah, they build each other up, exactly. basically. That, that's what we're... And my, we had the relationship talk last week with my brother, but we're going to... We're gonna have that more in the future, but that's what it's all about about yeah. building with each other. So you'll have that, bro. Don't trip. Yeah, no. My, my the only red flag that I would go against right now would be if she would get angry if because of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm what I'm trying to do is just build my future. Like yeah. I said, I'm trying to build my future, build my wealth, and just become financially free to the point where I can take a vacation and not have to worry about coming back and making up all that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely. It's, it's, I was I was actually talking to someone today about how. Living comfortably right now in the U.S., you have to be making around 100 k mm-hmm. a year. And, and roughly. Roughly. And, and that, that's even like you can take a vacation, but you still have to come back and like, yeah. be like okay, I got to make all this money up. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's 100 k is still a little bit in the U.S. It, yeah. From no. outside eyes, it's like, yeah. you're making 100 k yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was telling him. I think I told this him last week where I was like, to the people outside of here, we all live comfortably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like even though we're below the six digit number it's like we live comfortably i was like but to us that live here it's we're like so we're like we're like we we're poor dude, you know we got to make more it, money it makes no <laughs> sense it blows my mind because i've been i was last time i went to el salvador was in i was i think i was 13 man you gotta go back that was an experience i didn't like it yeah i was there for five weeks so it was torture wow. for me yeah five weeks two weeks would have been fine yeah but my mom had decided, okay, we're going to El Salvador for five weeks because you haven't been there since you were one. And I was like, okay, cool. My brother almost dies because his um, his tonsils start swelling up, and oh, he's like, he's oh already no. saying goodbye to everybody. And I'm like, don't do this, bro. Don't do this. You're gonna make me cry right now. And I started crying. And I was like, yeah, we're not going back to El Salvador. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. that experience. If you, dude, I got chicken pox. I'll out definitely there. go back. I'll definitely go back. Definitely. Just like you know, to I, the what I've, what was, I, it's beautiful. What I've yeah, always told my parents, I was like, I don't mind going, but we're going to a hotel. That's the way I look at it because I was at my grandma's house sleeping with my head wrapped because there were lizards on the roof. Yeah, exactly. There were scorpions, spiders, and I hate bugs. Yeah. But if I see a bug, I'm not gonna be like, ooh. Yeah, like, like my my, gra- like, my grandma like, lives in the fields yeah. and stuff, and I'm Dude, like, yes, it's, it's a farm. I don't want to live. And the thing is that the houses too, they um some of the rooms. It's like not closed all the way, mm, you know. Yeah, that little top part yeah, is open, it's wide open, and you're like, yeah, no, it's not safe all here. Right. I've been to Solar about seven times now that I can't. I was counting my head. Away. <laughs> so the first time I went, I had the experience you had at least because I know you haven't been there yet. So I had the experience where it was brick houses, curtains for doors. Uh, candles and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, outhouses to, to go take a dump. Oh, that was worse, especially when stuff. you had to like go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. <sighs> but yeah, you were terrified because you don't, you don't know what's out there. You it's need a, whole a flashlight and all that stuff, yeah, or a candle, yeah. It yeah. was horrible, yeah, yeah. But like throughout the years, my parents were like, all right, let's invest money out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we, our house out there is like a house here now. So it's mm-hmm. like, 
I go there, bro, and I love it because there's Wi-Fi. There's, there's, it's like it's like going on a mini vacation to an actual hotel. Yeah, yeah. at least to another house, and like yeah. that's something that I I I, I can I, shout out to my parents, and I appreciate that they've made a vacation home you can say over there. No, yeah, but at I had the same time, our family's living out there, so yeah. they're they're yeah. also enjoying the the, yeah. the fruits of the and house. see that's where I say I'm down. You know, oh, of course, yeah. because yeah. I, I'm like saying I just need the American experience. It's the Western commodities that make us I, yeah. like so. Uh, other countries won't complain about having like first world problems because they want those problems, but we complain about shit. I don't have Wi-Fi on my phone. <laughs> Where the <laughs> fuck is my charger, dude? Like, oh, my phone's about to die, dude. Honestly, I could do it without the Wi-Fi, especially because these last two times I've gone, I've gone with my girl. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was with. That's a different thing. Like, I was, you go with your girl, you have more fun. You go with exactly. your family, it's a different story. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, I went with my girl and family, but. Like before that, it was just with my with my family. So when I had a girlfriend back there, it was like I needed Wi Fi to be like, oh yeah, no, dude. Okay, I was in a relationship when I went, but this is gonna sound messed up. I I didn't. I was in a relationship for seven years in high school, Mm -hmm. five, roughly five to six years, not seven. And the time I went to El Salvador, I I was the happiest. That's a long high school career, bro. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Four years in high school, and then we broke up like a, <laughs> broke up like a year after high school. I, I know, two years, maybe. Sure. Yeah. But like I was saying, it was like the time that I spent over there with no Wi-Fi and no contact with her was probably the happiest I've been. Oh, was that a sign that you should break up with her? That was a sign, but I didn't because I was too damn nice at the time. Uh, I, was, I, I, right. I would be like, okay, I'm go- I was at the gym one day. I remember this vividly because this is just, I don't know. I don't know why I remember it. So I was at the gym one day. I was just pumping it up, pumping it up, and then I don't know where the thought like just clicks into my mind. It's like I should break up with her. Mm-hmm. So I send that, I send that first text message. Did I'm you like, did hey. it over phone? No, 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 I never oh. broke up with her. I was like, uh. hey, I think we should talk about something. I'm not happy. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, okay, what do you want to do about it? And then I just left it like that, and I slept on it. And then I woke up. I was like, never mind, I'm fine. <laughs> Trust me. No, my thing is the way the reason I am the way I am today is because I have lived my life in the past with regrets. Mm. Yeah. If I can do high school all over again, I wouldn't jump into a relationship. Mm. That's yeah. one I, thing. I, I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Totally you, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do relationships in high school. I'll be honest with you. Forever. My, my first. My <laughs> or first college. Or college. My first two years of high school, I was like having fun, being a dog. And then I got into a relationship. I was still being a dog in high school. Even, I mean, it, 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 yes. Okay, look. But now being a relationship definitely yeah. was like, a, you know, I can't do nothing now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, being older, this changed my perspective. And obviously, because I said you're with the right person, they're not no, treating yeah, you like course. that. And you're more mature But in now. high school, bro, it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Especially now at this age, you're more mature. So you guys are working towards the future, mm-hmm. hopefully. And then back then, it's more like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Yeah. Like, you go out with your friends, but you don't spend time with me. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally at your house every goddamn day. And, and, it's, and it's like and all this spending, petty We're petty spending stuff. every day at school yeah, together. Type it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, crazy dude. to me. Yeah. All this petty stuff. You can't be friends with her. You can't be friends like with him. I was, I was like, watch me. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah, dude, exactly. I had so many problems for that exact thing. I was like, yeah, yeah watch me. Then. It's it's stupid because... It's a lot of insecurity and a lot of uh, people that can't trust. There's still people that are that way now, which surprises me. Which that sucks because they haven't matured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely it. And my thing is, like, okay, you can have your friends. You can do whatever you want. You know, you don't have to check in with me. If you're loyal to me, I'm loyal to you, and that's the end of that. <laughs> I think Maury, I just, <laughs> Maury probably remembers this girl. Um, I dated this girl for like a, 
like about a month. Mm-hmm. This is the only girl that I've ever dated that was a uh, a month, like a but it's like a few months younger than me or whatever. Yeah, I, I, but I the funny thing I remember because he brought like he brought something okay. up that came to my head was the fact how she used to text where like if you didn't text her back in like less than three minutes she thought you were dead and was blowing up oh your phone. My I God. hate that. <laughs> I hate that with a passion. Dude, there's nothing. It's like I girl, hate. I, yeah. I'm, I'm having dinner or it's like it's like dude, like, dude, like taking just, a shower. I, I took a nap. Chill. Yeah. She's like, why are you paying attention? Yeah. Nah, the worst one was like, you fell asleep and then you wake up and you see that text is like, all right, go with your hose then. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, yo, no. Like, I was, oh I, I, was, I was a little dickhead back in high school where I'd be like, all right, bet. I'd be like, okay, you know what? I, you know what? I'm, I don't, you want to think things, I'm going to let you think them. I'm not going to change your mind because that's not my job. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and, and for most most part, that was my experience. And then like, I'm going to be honest with you, pussy is power, bro. You know oh, what I mean? Dude. So, like, when you get to that point, it's like, dude, you become a pushover to them. And they realize that. And it's like, you being also, like, immature and young, yeah. it's like, you don't realize that stuff. So, you're, like, being no. a pushover to them. It's like... I didn't have that experience you know I mean? with that chick that I dated for, like, five years. But I had uh-huh. an experience like that with a different chick. Uh-huh. Where it was just, like, you said, pussy was power. And it was like, okay, I want more. I want more. I want yeah. more. I want more. <laughs> and you would do anything yeah. to get it. And you look yeah. like an idiot. Bro, you yeah. don't realize And they're never satisfied, like, bro. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're never satisfied, and you're just like. Then you end up going to church, and you're just like, "Jesus, please save me." Yeah, dude. Yeah, I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this. And then, and then it happens, and then yeah, that's yeah, how no. life works, bro. Yeah. But you know, just to take it on a different turn, I want to ask you what because we met um, in English yeah. in the English Anderson's class in English class in Pierce, Pierce College. College yeah. So um, and then after that, we kind of didn't talk again. <laughs> until yeah, no, today. I, yeah, I found your I found your brother. The way I met your brother was uh, it was weird. We were I was at PetSmart. I was getting my my pup groomed. He was a German Shepherd at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I see someone, I'm like, dude, I've seen this guy somewhere. Right? <laughs> like, who, the, who the heck is this guy? Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. You probably saw oh, him on Maury's stories? Yeah, I've seen him. And, and I followed him on Instagram. It was when uh. he was barely opening him up his shop, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Enzo, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I follow you on Instagram. I, I, like, I mess with your stuff. Like, you're yeah, dope. You're yeah. dope barber. And I'm like, I'm trying to get my hair cut by you. He's like, because I see that he has his own app for like, to yeah. book his appointments. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to book an appointment with this guy. He's the only person I trust with my hair. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to Enzo. Yeah. Shout life out to Enzo. You like barbers. <laughs> Hell yeah, all day. That's Anybody that's listening to this, if you're a guy and you need your hair cut, you got to go to Enzo. If not, then um, you, you don't know what you're doing with your life, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to have to vouch for the rest of the barbers he has in there. But yes, Enzo. Oh, Chris is crazy. Yeah. Caesar's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I don't think TK is cutting anymore. No, he's not. He's not, not at the shop anymore. Oh. But. The point is that, like, new life barbers in general, they're the way to go. Yeah, you and they're know. dope people. They're, yeah. they're dope people. Feet yeah. proper. Hey, he better pay me for this because I'm, like, I'm barking <laughs> his own. You better pay the podcast, bro. It's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, but definitely. That's the goal, you know what I mean? To get, yeah. to get Enzo to pay ads on this. Yeah. <laughs> Promoting new life bar, you know, you don't have to like, blur, like, just blank out the name, yeah. so then people, <laughs> so people don't know what, like, what, what which barbershop it exactly. is. I'm gonna do that just to mess with him. He's gonna be like, "What the hell? Why are you doing?" I'm gonna be like, "Bro, you better start paying up. I'm gonna bleep it every time." <laughs> but, but yeah, so we met back then. You, you, you then um, I noticed that you started going with my bar, with my brother to mm-hmm. to get your haircuts and stuff like that. Um, and then recently I saw that you got into the, the real estate game. So yeah, it's been, where, it's been. Where, where did you go from, all right, I'm going to Pierce, I'm going to school, I want to, I want to get a degree in whatever it was to screw school, I want to be a real estate agent and this is what I'm going to do. And it's a it's a very long path because I graduated in 2015. That summer I went to Pierce and I think that's, I think we met, not that summer, 
I think it was during spring, I think it was. Spring semester. So after that, I took my ass to Santa Monica College. Mm-hmm. And in Santa Monica, I was chasing a business administration AA at Pierce. Then I went to Santa Monica College for fashion merchandising and design. And I enjoyed it, but I was like, oh, I'm not. A, I, this isn't something that I want to do for the rest of my life. This is just something that maybe I'll do on the side. Maybe one day I'll own my own clothing brand on the side, but it's not something that I'm going to pursue as a career. So I dropped out. And then, you know, I started working retail at Cotton on Kids. And that was it was okay. I wouldn't do it again because it's point it's a pointless job. And it end job weak yes. pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after Almost any yeah. nine to five is usually like that. Yeah, especially like retail or like unless food you're services. unless you're like a high boss in management, that's a whole different other story. Yeah. But usually if you're lower um, yeah, I was just like yeah. just a salesperson there, mm-hmm. and it was good for like sales experience, but it wasn't something that you yeah. You know, I, it would help me in real estate. I, I would about to say it, what it does because uh, I've had those jobs too, working at restaurants, working at um, uh, retail and stuff like that. And what I will say is that it, it did build did it was a character builder. It did let me know this is not what I want to do with the rest yeah, of my and life. And you learn how to talk to people too, which yeah, is a plus. That's yeah. what I learned at when I was working at Shoe Palace. Um, mm-hmm. it was there was like they teach you about breaking the ice. You I know? think I saw you there once at the one in uh, Universal. Yeah, Studios, I used to work there. Right? Yeah, 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 I saw you there once. I was like, he probably doesn't remember me. I'm not gonna say what's up. You should have, bro. I knew I, a lot of people would come through like he that. He could have gave you a discount I on shoes, bro. Yeah. See, the thing about me is like, <laughs> I love looking at Jordans. I love those shoes, but I won't buy them or wear them because really? they don't fit really? my style. Yeah, no, oh, what? I'll buy them and collect them. Maybe I'll buy like the Jordan retros, just just because they resell like them or right? something like that. Yeah. yeah. But even even then, it's like, like I said, I did do fashion because I do have a thing for fashion. I do enjoy looking at nice clothing, mm-hmm. men or women, and it's uh, it's just um, it just it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. You know, wearing Jordans, you're like doing all those hype beast brands. I'm more of yeah. a simple dude. Like I, feel you. I like wearing, I, I like looking clean. I like looking like just good in general, smelling feel good, that. feeling good, and it's I'm not I'm not. You're never gonna catch me buying the. Jordans that, that or Supreme or like, see, I like Jordans, but I'm not a huge high top guy. Mm. I like the low top ones they mm. do. And he's the opposite. He loves pure high tops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean more pure high tops. So I don't like the, the low, low tops. Low tops no, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, for me, it's the Jordan ones specifically that I like. I don't, I'm not. Yeah. I have a couple of them, but I'm not like. You've seen my brother's Dude, you're really closet, crazy. And that's he's addicted. That boy, needs to, that boy needs to stop buying <laughs> shoes and start buying houses. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I hope he hears that. He's going to hear that. Yeah. I, tell him all, I tell him all the time. I was like, dude, whenever you're ready, like you got to make some power move. Let's do this. Dude, I, yeah. I mean, and yeah, so that's, that's I've always told him that, too. And he, he's talked about it, too, but, he, you know, he'll, he'll do that. No, he'll oh, do it eventually. He's like, I'm yeah. trying to get my credit up. And I'm like, dude, I'm here. I'm like, when, whenever yeah, you're ready. Yeah, build a plan for him so that he can, he can get there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, going back to, like, your your whole stirring off into yeah, so Yeah, so I worked retail, and then I went back to college. I went back to Santa Monica. This time it was for marketing. I actually stayed there for, like, a good amount of time this time. But I still wasn't finding my way. I still wasn't, like, enjoying it. I still wasn't, like, this isn't something I was going to pursue. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, I'm going there to socialize with people. I took some online classes, and that's, like, the worst thing for me is online classes because I could never finish them, and I could never bring myself to do the work. Yeah. yeah. So too comfortable. Af- yeah, too way too comfortable. But at I'm the same at time, that's what college is for is more for building your network. Yeah. It's yeah. like who Especially are you gonna get to know? Field. Yeah, so like yeah, that's that's crazy you say that because the guy that I one of the, my close friends from college, his name was Joel, he's an accountant now. And that's what I plan to use like for my money management. So mm. it's like, okay, that's cool, he's an accountant and then yeah. I'm a real estate agent. So I was like, you know what? He's into stocks too, so I'm gonna use him as my financial advisor eventually. 
But yeah, so going back to how I got into real estate, um, I was doing marketing for some time, and then I was like, this isn't for me. But I got a job afterwards working as a TA, so children's supervision and, like, teaching science. That was fun. I'm not going to lie. And my mom was like, you should become a teacher. And I was like, you should stop suggesting what I should do. (laughs) (laughs) After that, I couldn't go back to that job only because you have to be a student to go to work as a TA. And then I, during that time, I started getting my real estate license. I started getting my courses. So what I would do when the teachers wouldn't come into, like, the science class, I would study my real estate course. I would do the test and just prepare for my exam. And that it's an intensive thing where it's, like, from it's for six months. And the exam is, they say it's one of the hardest exams you'll ever take. But I finished it in an hour, and I passed it my first try. Mm. So I don't know who's saying that. Well, it's, I think the difference is that you knew you wanted to do that and you prepared yourself for that because that yeah. is a difference, right? It, I'll give you an example when it comes to a different test, which is the dri- like the you know driving test to get your license. Mm-hmm. I actually failed that one, and I passed that time. on my first, both of them. Mm-hmm. Same, you know. And then a lot of people go, "Oh no, I know friends that went so many times, you know, three, four times to try to get it, and they were like, it's super hard." And it's like, did you want it though? You know, because that's that's a lot has to do with, you know, with it is like if you know you want to do that and you that's your aim, that's your goal, you're going to train for it. You're going to do everything in your capability to go there and achieve that. So I I believe that that's what happened to you, you know, that you really wanted that. You were hungry for that. Yeah. And it's like that's where we were able to pass that exam like nothing. Yeah. I was nervous when I got to that exam because. Uh, I remember talking to this girl that was behind me, and she was like, is this your first time taking your exam? And I was like, yeah. She's like, this is my fifth. And I was like, what? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> it like, it made you more nervous, yeah, right? You're like, like, is it really that hard? Yeah, yeah. But the way they prepared me was, you're going to have to take the exam, the practice exams, as many times as you can until you get an 80%, until you get an 85 or 90, and then you know, just get better from there. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what I did. Every night I'd go to Starbucks. I would be there from, I'd get home from working my construction job at like, 4.30, I'd eat, I'd maybe nap and shower and then go to Starbucks from like 6 to closing. Sick. So it was it was just like an all-night grind every day because I didn't have to take my exam two months after I passed my courses. So it, those things are the things that are easy to forget. Mm-hmm. If you don't study those things, you're going to forget them. And by the time that exam date comes, you're not going to pass the exam. Out your head, I guarantee yeah. you that. And seeing that goes back to what I was just previously yeah, pointing it's, it's out how bad is that you you, bad you put you put in that work you put in that work to want that yeah. and that's what helped you achieve that yeah it, it also helped me realize like what real estate is all about mm. but here's this is what yeah. I find interesting though too as well is that you took a lot of college courses that had to do with business yeah so you it. knew you wanted to do something with business you just didn't know what. You ever, wanted to do because yeah, real little. estate is still within business field. You're technically you're you're your own entrepreneur. You are the business. You're your own CEO. You're your own CFO. You're your own employee. Dude, and, and when I was taking business classes as well, I honestly did not know anything I wanted to do in it. Like you get caught up in certain like titles and roles that are in 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 business corporations, but it's like yeah. you're always gonna start at the bottom, dude. You're never gonna start no. at those positions. You no know? one ever starts at the top. So. Ever. So yeah, yeah. Um, looking at all those things, um, I also got myself into marketing when it wasn't through school. You ever seen those Ty Lopez videos and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. I though there's a bunch of like fake Ty Lopez's on YouTube. Like, have you uh-huh. seen those videos where there's ads? Nah. There's like some 19 year old guy. He's like, hey, you want to know how to make a million dollars? Yeah, in like tw- that. 12 months. 
you got to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I don't trust this. The only one I listened to was Ty Lopez because he was feeding me something that I felt was more legit than these other people. He was no, talking yeah, about he... social media marketing and all that stuff. So I got <laughs> networking. my... Yeah, and I got myself into that. And I digged it, but at the same time, I realized that it wasn't like everything I want to do, but I learned so much from just the, the, the little videos he put out and all that stuff and the... $30 course that I bought. I think you know? that's where college fucks people up because they go into one thing and you have to stay stick to one, that one thing if you want to... Because you get your money's worth out of that one thing. Maybe you do, maybe you don't in the future. And if you don't like it and you've already done so much, like what can you do other than that's, choose a that's, different direction? That's the problem with education, though. Oh, it's education be- in the U.S. It's because the education system doesn't weed out like what you're good at. You know, I, w- I would love you. if the education system did something to where, like, it found out, like, what are these kids good at at a young age? But, and, and then like, they send them off into, like, exactly. their own but it's, it's not how it one works. One thing that I'm going to have to say, though, getting out of high school and everything, I feel like... You're too young. That, but high school also doesn't prepare you in the sense to let you know what you really want to do or what you really... My high school? Unless you're, yeah. like, into sports or, like... My case was into music, but even at high school, I wasn't in the bands it's and stuff a gamble. like that. It's a gamble. It's a real when gamble. When you're into stuff that like sports, when you want to become a professional athlete or like a musician or literally anything else, it's a gamble because mm-hmm. it's either make it or break it. Yeah. Especially, it's the same thing for real estate. It's a gamble because if you do this on your own for, let's say for the first five years, you're not going to make it uh-huh. because you literally start off with, you don't know how to write the contracts. You don't know how to sell a house. You don't know what goes into finding buyers. You don't know how to prospect. Yeah. So it's it's just in essence is you need the help, and it, that's where the education system fails because it doesn't show us where to go and what we're good at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I that's that's one thing that I feel like it, I feel like it starts with high school, dude, because like they didn't teach us it how credit works. School, in my yeah. But yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, yeah, because even since then they should be molding us to like this is what life is really going to be about, yeah. but it's all about. You got to learn algebra. You got to learn, you know, geometry. Certain maths do help you, you know? in the future. No, but see, no, does, no, that's, no, that no, that stuff no, does yeah. help, but no, no. it depends what you're going to be yeah, doing yeah, exactly. to actually use mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Because there's careers where you don't really need that math, but there mm-hmm. are, you know, math is everywhere. No, it's no, everything. I, I get you. But I'm just saying, like, it depends how, where you're going. How, yeah, exactly. So it's like if someone wants to, was, has an interest of, of one route, they still want to like put you through those rigorous things, and even like yeah, through like science classes that you don't have to take to become yeah. something that you want to be. You know, what yeah. I mean? and I feel like those things should start, like I said, roughly. And that's because they they want you to have this like well-rounded uh, general education. Yeah. But I'm like you that general education. Most of yeah. us are not going to use. Part, you come you know? out so confused I mean, and knowing less. For me, um, going through finishing Pierce and stuff like that, I was able to take out little things of each class that I took. Like yeah, I no, took definitely. intro to business, and that I would say that class business law, business law, those two classes probably taught me the most things because it it, it really covered things that you know you're going to use in business or you're going to use in life yeah like um business intro to business they talked about the cycle of business and how um recessions and depressions and all that stuff happen and whatnot so you know those things and i also took economics and i feel like a lot of people when they think economics they think that it's all about money and in that class they broke it down how it's not it has nothing to do with money basically no you know honestly i don't remember anything from the classes that i took Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can talk to me about economics all day like all that other stuff right now like all i know is real estate and that's all i'm gonna stick to no i feel you i feel you i just feel like 
at the end of the day, education it depends on the person too, as yeah, in, as in like what you take out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. Because like I said, I don't even know how I stuck through it, bro. I was failing classes. I was, I was, I had like t- they had they had um taking me out of like um how do you say it that bog waiver where they give you they waive your registration fee and all mm, that stuff. So mm. I had lost all those privileges, bro. And I don't know how I like persevered the way to like keep going, but it was I, just about. I, I just wanted to be in school for just doing music, and I wanted to get out of, like, all this other BS classes that I didn't like, and now I'm finally in a, in a, in a situation where all my classes are music, and I'm like, this is heaven. Yeah, <laughs> school was terrible for me. This is how bad it was. I think I got disqualified from Santa Monica College my last term there. Yeah, because I was about I to get I wasn't trying it. I wasn't trying at all. I was more like, uh, I'm here because I paid for the classes, so yeah. I have to be here. I might as well get my money's worth, socialize, and, you know, spend time here, but... I got disqualified from Santa Monica College. My mom doesn't know that. She's probably going to listen to this and be like, what the? (laughs) (laughs) And if you do listen to this, I'm sorry I didn't tell you. I hope you don't care. It's like, I'm I'm better better off. I'm better off now. Trust me. Trust me. It was was a better move. So, I mean, we're going off on tangents again. But again, so now you got got everything you had to do to pass the test. Mm -hmm. You passed the test. I passed the exam. And then what was the next step for you? I started working by myself. I was like, you know what? I can do this by myself. Why not? I've seen other people do this by themselves, so why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Wow. I couldn't have been more wrong in my entire life. So my idea was, okay, I want to be the social media realtor, mm-hmm. which is total bullshit. Mm. You can. Social media realtors are the ones that already established a database. Yeah, so yeah. most of their followers are already past clients, clients and yeah. like future clients and people that can buy homes. But it's I, also not very personal at the same time. It depends on how you do it. You can be personal personal on your Instagram and still have that business aspect so people can feel like a genuine connection with you. That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to build. Yeah. But it wasn't working because I didn't have anything under my belt. Mm-hmm. So then I decided to, I, my good friend Isaac, he actually helped me out a lot and he put he got me onto this real estate team, the Godwin Associates, which is the number one team in the nation across Keller Williams. Sick. So it, it's safe to say that I'm under good, like in good company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so that guy Isaac was the one that got you into. You said Delgado Associates. Delgado and Associates. Okay, yeah, cool. it's yeah. He got me in there, and he was working with previously just to help me out because I didn't know what I was doing. He's like, "Okay, do you want to run this open house for me?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, of course I do," because you know, as a new agent, yeah, the tra- any training you, you can get or any training. experience. Yeah, yeah, if you don't want the training, <laughs> Dude, then this job's not for you. Uh, this yeah. is a quick little, not a story, but have you got you guys? Have you seen The Office, or do you not watch it? Yeah. Okay, so have you, have you seen the episode? Where um, they're go- they're all like partnering up to go like on a sales pitch or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen. That. And then um, um, Ryan the temp or whatever he goes with um, the with what's his name? Uh, what's his name, dude? With the, with the black dude in the back, and that's always like oh, uh, like no, I forget. Yeah, same here. I'm forgetting his name right now. There's Kevin. There's Dwight. Dwight. There's there's uh, Tim, Jim, Jim, yeah, Jim, Pam, Pam. Uh, dude, I st- I cannot think his name right now. It's because he's such a quiet character. Exactly. That's why you forget. He's easy to forget about. <laughs> Just when he gets the heart attack. Yeah, Stanley. Or when he Stanley. drops his, <laughs> when he drops his hentai out of his, uh, his Sudoku book. Oh whatever. yeah, too. Yeah. Stanley, Barack is president. <laughs> I swear. Okay, yeah. So it's Stanley and Ryan, and then Ryan's like, uh, "Do you mind if I take the lead in this one?" He's like, oh, yes, don't mind if I do. And that's when he takes his Sudoku book or something like yeah. that. And then, like, he gets there, he's like, all right, go for it. He's like, hi, hi, hi. And then he's like, all right, so what do you got for us, Ryan? 
and he's like, oh, he has nothing to say. He had no experience. And then he's and you, like, you sometimes you can catch yourself in that position. Yeah. You know and if you do, it's, it's horrible. You feel horrible and you're like, hi, this isn't good for me. This is not for me. <laughs> but see that those little moments of awkwardness and rejection and then you see, all right, I got to improve myself. Yeah. Like, I, what are my, my verbal skills, socializing like, skills? How do I improve on this? And how do I actually get this done? Yeah, I didn't face real rejection up until I started cold calling. That's what made me, like, evolve as a salesman. Because essentially, we are salesmen, but we're also, we, our jobs are lead generation. So our job is just to get as many people to come in through us to buy or sell properties. But like I was saying, it, it's, it's tough to be found in that spot because my first open house, I definitely prepared for it. But no one came, so I was like, oh, I was kind of let down. Then the second one, I didn't prepare for it because it was a last-minute thing. I didn't know anything about the property. And then in come these two realtors, like these experienced women, and they're like, so, does this uh, is this central air or is it, you know, traditional or whatever they call it? And I was like, uh, I think it's central air. I don't know. I haven't seen the AC unit. <laughs> and then they're sucks. like, oh, okay, um, what about the flooring? Is this wood or laminate? And then I was like, I, I think it's wood. And then they asked about the fireplace. Is this a gas fireplace or a wood-burning fireplace? It's definitely wood-burning because I didn't see the gas thing. Uh, and then as they come back, she's like, it's central air. It's a gas-burning fireplace, and these are laminate flooring. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was so unprepared for this. Yeah. It's the worst thing ever. And then ever since then, I'm like, okay, I got to prepare for everything I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, experience is the best teacher, dude. Uh, trial and error I, for I me, just wish I got it on my first try like. for me in the live sound thing I had this gig one time a Christmas gig and at the same time this taught me to ask a lot of questions when you get a gig that's the no in anything yeah. always ask if you don't know you gotta ask yes. the questions you gotta bombard them so I got this gig and it's like okay you're gonna come and do sound for this church you know they're having this this Christmas event and that's it so I thought I was gonna walk into a church that already had sound set up and everything um but then I get a phone call and it was like, no, we're doing this. You're going to have to set up sounds. So it's like, okay, what am I, what equipment am I dealing with? That's, that's kind of the furthest I asked. Mm-hmm. So I had an idea. So I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to work with. Cool. But I didn't, I didn't think about asking, is this an outdoor event? Uh, where is this being held? Like, you know, what am I dealing with? I didn't think of asking these questions. This is my first gig. Yeah. So I show up there and I see them sitting up outside and I'm like, what the hell? What did I get myself into? Yes. Well, are I you was, good at improvising? Yes, but in that aspect, in that in that yeah, there's sense, not much you can do. You need to need you need to know what you're doing. Better, yeah. Bottom line, you know what I mean. And and that in that setting, I knew what I was doing, but not to that level where I was being thrown that curveball. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, if no. I would have been, if they, if it would have been a different situation where it's like, okay, it's inside, it's, it, I could have worked with it differently. But mm. I came to where they were still building the stage. That's oh, how. That's how early stages. Huh? Early stage of like the whole. Yes, like they, like it wasn't even like. It was that's how that's how outdoorsy it was that they were mm. still being on the stage when I got there and I was like, wow. <laughs> You're like, what did I I'm get hot. myself into? Yes. So yeah. you know the whole thing is going by and at some point basically my issue was I wasn't getting signal to the subs and you know and all, all the cables you have to run yeah and, and try to hide, hide and everything yeah, and all these this things this is an art dude I see your setup here and I'm just like I can never figure this out <laughs> you know yeah I so now I have it able fi- to figure this now out. I have it figured out yeah <laughs> but like back then it was just and like I'm. This the person that I did it for was a net well-known friend and everything mm-hmm. like that. So now I'm, I'm thinking, man, I look like an idiot because they're expecting me to come in here and know what I'm doing. Yeah. And like things are not when it was when Showtime hit, things were not the way they're supposed to be. You know what I mean? And and like I said, it looked really bad on my name, but I, at, 
at the same time, experience is a huge teacher. I've done gigs now outside where it's like, this is cake, dude. I know what I got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know where I, what I'm running. I know. Yeah. At, but I mean, at first, bro, it was like, I look back at that situation thinking like, wow, Mauricio. It builds character, too. Yeah, it does. And But I just, I, I just look at me then. I was like, dude, I was such a figure. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that open house is like, that was just like a moment where I was like, you have to start preparing better if you want to make it big. Yep. Because you can't, you can't, legally, you can't give people false information about a property. You can get in trouble for that or anything in general yeah. about the market. Because it's false properties. advertisement, you can get sued for it. You can get sued for it. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, they, you guys take everything or whoever values the house takes everything into account, right? Like, uh, the, the things, zone that you're in. Yeah, the zone that you're in, the property, like where it's located, Woodland Hills, West Hills, Reseda. Everything matters except Palmdale. anything that's cosmetic. Okay. We don't take into account anything that's cosmetic. The pools, spas do add some sort of value, but decks definitely don't add value because they're not a living space. Mm-hmm. And it, the problem is with clients is that they overvalue their home because of all the work they it's, put into it. It's the same thing like someone trying to sell you a car, bro. Yeah, yeah right. they overvalue the shit of the car. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because, okay, I want a million dollars for my home. Well, sir, your house is worth six hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. I want a million. Uh, listen, do you want to live in fantasy land? Or, listen, this is my job. This is what I do. This mm-hmm. is my bread and butter. If we can't sell your home for six fifty, there's no way in hell you're going to sell it for a million. Twice as much, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Some, those are the type of people you try to avoid. But either way, when you're beginning, you want what you can get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel that. So um, so you, you got to this, uh, this. How long have you been with this? Um, uh, a few months. Few just months? a few months. Like okay. back in, I started back in like early February. Okay. Yeah. But so you say you've been doing this real estate thing for like now a year since now. No, not a year. I'm still in my first year. It's uh since November. Okay. Yeah, I got my license back in. I got, I passed my test back in September. Didn't get my license until November, and then you know I paid all. It's it's expensive to mm-hmm. even become a realtor because you have to pay your dues to like the the board and all that stuff. Yeah. But. After that, I've worked. I worked by myself for some time, and it wasn't working out. So I was like, "Okay, I gotta find someone to help me." Isaac, my good friend, he helped me, mm-hmm. and then he got me on the team. It took a while for me to get on the team because. Well, you gotta get vetted, and they gotta, gotta see who you are. No, no, <laughs> or what, what no, was it? Give, it was. Uh, they weren't hiring at the time. They weren't looking for people. So mm-hmm. the, the main guy, Eric Delgado, he's crazy on the phones. Man's he drives like a green G He's like, "Okay, I want to be in that position in the future." Yeah. But he, he, he put an ad on his Instagram page, and then he was, like, now hiring. So I was like, this is my chance. So I hop onto Instagram. I put every, I fill out every question, and I'm like, I wasn't as detailed as possible, but I was, like, concise with what I said. And I was like, okay, this is what's going to win them over. So I put the amount that I wanted to make the year, like, for the rest of the year, which was, like, 110 grand, And then everything else was just, just selling myself mm-hmm. from that point. Mm-hmm. And they called me for the interview, and I was like, okay. They were like, so how much experience do you have? Like, just assume that I have nothing. I'm malleable as hell, so I'm here to learn what I can. And then he was like, good, I, I love that. Yeah. The guy that was interviewing me was Sandra. Was, he's awesome. He's a funny Italian guy. He was cool. like, good, I love that. And then I was like, when can you start? And I was like, tomorrow. So I started 7 a.m. I was at the office the next day, shadowing Eric and his cold calls and just learning from him. That's until amazing. I had to start cold calling. Yeah, man, it's it's those divine moments that that your preparation and that opportunity you have to be ready for those that that and you when have that to notice them because opportunity can meet you, but you be you can turn a blind eye to it and then very it just, easily, dude. Because you're looking away. for something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
And, mm-hmm. and I, I like how this is synonymous because even with the uh, with um, in the music game, it works the same way, dude. Yeah. You know, you need to be preparing yourself as hard as you can because there's gonna be that opportunity where that that right person is there, that right person with the right ears is gonna be there and be like, I need you. Uh, yeah, he's like, okay, I you need know what I mean. You, and like you said, it could be that thing where you you can brush them off or you can you won't read the signals or anything like that. Yeah, like, it's crazy because I usually don't answer my phone with random numbers that I don't know. Which I should because I'm, I'm a realtor and, like, you know, hi, this is Raul. Uh, but the day that I got the phone call for the interview, I looked at my phone for, like, a good few seconds. I let it ring and I was like, I'm going to answer. I answered and it was like, hi, is this Raul? And I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, this is Sandra. We want you to come in. We want to interview you. And I was like, all right, I'll be there. Sick. Yeah. yeah, like, that's a crazy thing that you bring that up as well because he was working a job that he got me into. And it's like... If he didn't leave when he left from that job, he wouldn't have got the sound gig he has now. Mm. That's true. You know? Yeah. And it's like everything just aligned where at Mm -hmm. that moment where he decided, I'm leaving this job, I'm quitting this job. At that moment, the opportunity arose like, hey, here's this sound gig coming And and that was preparation that I put in for years too, working as a volunteer, you know, to getting a a stipend and then becoming an employee. You could say an employee. They're paying my business, but still, you know, point is that th- now i'm the person running the, the show there and it, and it feels good to say that dude because i'm running a, a you could say like a fifty thousand dollar system there and that's just that's just the board that we're dealing with the the pa and everything is an, probably another 35k you're at el camino right yeah like it's in the camino right here yeah 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 so like i'm blessed to be working with the system i'm working with because it's giving me yeah, experience yeah the experience and everything and it's like I'm, I'm really glad and it's like if I didn't prepare myself and I didn't make the sacrifices beforehand to like be there and pay, pay my dues you know I would not be in the position I'm in right now yeah that makes me think about my situation from coming out of high school so I went to this school called Ivy Entrepreneurial Charter School mm-hmm. and there was nothing entrepreneurial about where, it where is this by the way this was located over there by Elko it's up in Valley Circle okay yeah, and yeah. so for my senior year the thing I had to do was an exit interview so I was interviewed by like people that were on the board of the school mm-hmm. so I, that's where I basically prepared myself to sell myself so in life I, I firmly believe that you have to sell yourself yeah you have to sell you your attributes where you're good at you have to know what you're yeah. good at you have to know how to improve yourself you have to know how to analyze yourself and be like okay this is what I need to work on but going back to the story that's my first experience where I was like I can sell myself because even though there was a there was a grant for like a thousand dollars at the end, so so the person who did sold themselves the best sold themselves the best had the best interview and had the best like presentation was gonna win the thousand dollars. I didn't win it, but I felt like I should have won it because, and not to like if anybody that that I went to high school with that was in that interview and like does listen to this, I should have won it because I didn't come up with the sob story. About why. why I should have the thousand uh, dollars. I remember, I remember this because it was like such a like a watershed moment in my life. Uh-huh. They were like, "So why should you win the thousand dollars?" And I was like, "I looked, I looked at not everyone dead in the eye, but like try to get a, everyone in the room." I was like, "Because this is an entrepreneurial charter school, and that's what I am." And then, <laughs> and like the way they looked at me, they were like. Because they were expecting a sob story. People yeah. were talking about, I need the money for this, I need the money, money for, for that. that. That's what like people my brother, are usually my expect. Uncle, my yeah. grandpa, and I was like, no, I need the money because I'm an entrepreneur, and that's what this school is for. Yeah. Boom. That's it. Close deal. Get out. That's dope. 
Yeah, I felt like I should have won. That's something. <laughs> no, that's, that's, like a, that's another chip on my shoulder. That's a valid <laughs> argument because you're making a valid statement. You know, their philosophy is they're an entrepreneur school, so you should give me the thousand dollars so I can go out and do my entrepreneur thing. You know what I mean? It's like Honestly, these, I would have just blown it all like, some dumb stuff. <laughs> I feel you. But we used to go to this, uh, or, or at at the place we used to work at. He still works there. There's this place there called PHP where they sell like insurances and it's just this pyramid scheme you get you get sucked into. Oh, I think I know people who actually got into got that. into that. Yeah. I had a friend that was he was heavy on trying to get me into that dude, and I went to a meeting one time and I met with the guy, uh, and I'm gonna put his name out there because I don't care. His name was Elliot and <laughs> Elliot Amado or something like that from yeah. PHP, and he was like so like he was selling me, bro. And then he told me. You have to give me two. You, you give you give us two hundred dollars, and we'll give you everything you gotta work with. Yeah. And it kind of tripped me out because I'm like, wait, wait. So I get to give you two hundred dollars so I can work. You know what I mean? And then yeah. even then, I have to sell something to really make money. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, is it like life and insurance? it's very yeah, it was like life insurance. And but it's very low commission too at the beginning. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and it's you, you gotta, gotta you, you gotta I actually have a friend. You who's gotta in get that people right under you. So that, and a, then what they sell, you make. What it's does that look like? What's pyramid scheme. Pyramid it's a, scheme, it's a sick pyramid scheme. Well, the thing with about pyramid schemes is that there's no product in reality, but it's the, it's the same idea. Yeah. yeah. So in that aspect, that happened, and then um, I went to that, and then I was just like, dude, this is a this is a sick pyramid scheme. Like, <laughs> I am not. I had a friend who was in uh, Prime America, I think it's called. Yeah. 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 People all yeah. the time hitting me up on Instagram, like, hey. Are you open to new ways of making money? I'm like, yeah, of course I am. It just depends on what they are. And they're like, listen, you need to come in right here and we can make $3,000, $5,000 a month. And I'm like, yeah, no, that sounds too good to be true. And most of the things that sound too good to be true are definitely bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So my point to that, I was like, wait, why don't you give me $200 so, so I that can I can you, yeah. Exactly. It was like that. And I remember Arson said the same thing. Yeah. The guy that works with it. And yeah. he said the same thing. I was like, straight up, dude. So that's when I was like, man, I, I, I didn't go into another meeting, but they blew up my phone like crazy. I yeah. still know my friend that did it. I, and it's like, well, I'm cool with him now, but he's not in that end at all anymore. And I'm like, yeah. what happened, bro? I thought you were good. Yeah. I thought you were making 3000 to 5000 a month. No, they pitched me that once yeah. with um, my friend. His name was Musa. I had the idea that he was going to get me on a phone call with his superior for something else. Mm. I didn't know that it was because he because they wanted to pitch me to come on the team. So I was talking to the guy on the phone, and I was like, oh, no, he's trying to sell me. And since, like, I've was, I was, I've been doing cold calls for a minute, I was like, D- I'm not having this. So now I felt like what it was to be on the other side of a cold call, and I didn't want to be a dick and just be like, no, nah, I'm not interested. So I heard him out, and it, it, I was like, okay, this is, I'm like, do you know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you know, you can make money. You can make great money off of this. And I was like, no, you can't. Like, yeah. how, do you, how do you make money off of this? Yeah, yeah I remember true. that friend that I told you that he was in it, uh, they even took him to another state for like a conference. Yeah, and yeah America has it in Atlanta. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a cult. And it's then like he, cult. I remember he went. They took him out there. He went there. He cult. saw the whole thing, that. and he was like, "Oh my god, they make so much money!" Like he, like yeah, that, that no, seeing listen, all yeah. that luxury of like the upper management. Like oh, he was like more motivated to to. I'm I'm glad he's not in it anymore. Yeah, no. you know, like now he he has some other yeah. stuff that he's doing. They, they pry on but like young people that are getting out of high school I that remember, don't yeah. know what they want to that do. That place where I work at, I remember they're on the second floor, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I so after I did the interview for that job, right? I'm leaving the the building, and I don't know how, dude, but the guy ends up getting in the elevator with me. Right, and he's like the main man of that second floor. Yeah, wow. the main main guy, 
And then he's the guy that, drew, that had the Tacoma that he would park on, on oh, top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he comes out, and he's like, hey, man, like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I was just getting an interview. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, like, you need a job? And he's like, oh, dude, I got the, per-. you know, he starts selling me, selling dude. Yeah. He starts selling me. If you give them, the, if you give a salesman the opportunity to sell you, he's going to take advantage oh, of you. Yeah. And if he's good at it, you're going to fall for it. Yeah. And then he's like, he yeah, starts yeah. telling me, like, yeah, man, we have, uh, I think it was Oscar the La Jolla or something. Yeah, they he's would like, sell that guy so hard. He's like, because I'm like, I'm Hispanic, so you're going to yeah. sell that. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah like, man, we have Oscar yeah, La Jolla and everything. They people's emotions. Sales is just, it's emotional. It's, you have to know what people's emotions are at the moment and use that to your advantage. And yeah. then he's like, he was, Definitely. he he also told me, he's like, he's like, yeah, man, Saturday we're having like a cooking. You want to eat tacos, man? All you can eat. And I'm like, what the hell? I was like, there is no way I'm agreeing to all this, you know, because I, I can yeah. feel it already, you know. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm good, man. He's like, well, hey, you know what? Here's my card. Like, if you, you know, you, you think of, like, calling me, you know. And I, and I remember I told this guy. I was like, dude, I just got hit up by PHP for supposedly another interview. Yeah. And he's like, it's a pyramid scheme, man. He, it's, no, and I was no, like, I, and I was like, I know, man. I know. But yeah. it's just like. I mean, if it works for you and you make money off of it, congratulations to you. I don't know how you do it. But don't hit up my DMs and be like, do you want all. more opportunities to make money? Because. It, um, you're not like, gonna convince dude, me unless you're paying ad space on this podcast. Do not DM me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. That's that's the opportunity for me right now. This is randomly. Uh, oh, this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> by New P- Life Barbers by PHP. <laughs> Sell your soul to the pyramid scheme. You know, join the cult today. Yeah. For only two hundred dollars, dude. I I don't know how I feel about having to pay people to work for them. Right? Yeah, yeah just, exactly. It, it doesn't, doesn't work that it way. It doesn't work that way. I mean, I had to pay my dues to the board, which I guess... Well, is that's a different thing, thing because that's well, a licensing. Yeah, that is a licensing, and you do get access to, like, the multiple listing service and, like, to these key exactly. things that you have to open. You get a lot of benefits with it, so I guess it's not the same thing. No, it's not no, the same not thing. Yeah. It's not the we, same. We had, a, we had um, a pilot on a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you listened I to that listened podcast. To him, yeah. So he talks about how he has to get a license. I'm not even sure if they yeah, charge him for that. He got license for one thing, and then you have to get a license for a shit ton of yeah, yes. so like flying, flying in the clouds and all that crap. Yeah. So you know, what I mean, so it, it's it's valid in that sense. You know, what I mean, yeah, but, he yeah. has to pay his fee but, to get it renewed and everything. But, yeah. but, but I mean, there's this one, there's this one place that I did work for for a short time that I did pay to work, but it was a different situation. It was a bartending school, mm. and you're paying for the school, not for, to work. Yeah. So as soon as you started paying for the school and you would go, they start giving you jobs that same week, and they did. So in that aspect, I was like, I'm paying for the school, I'm not paying for to work. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, so it was not. like working. Hand, I was know? gonna get into bartending just to you know survive with mm-hmm. real estate, mm-hmm. but I ended up just working real estate full time because I had money saved up when yeah. I worked construction for my dad. I feel you. And it was just like okay, I'd rather dedicate full time to this and not have to stress about anything else. That's something that I um I saw Conor McGregor on the Tony Robbins podcast, and I think I, t- I talked about it in the last podcast or the one before that. That um he talks about you have to have an all in mentality, and if yeah, you if can't be 50 50, you half ass anything, it's gonna have a half ass result. Yeah, and that's something that I re- I re- I really realized because when I was getting out of high school I was so caught up in like I need to have money in my pocket so I made sure I got 40 hours a week and then I was like struggling at school and I was like I need to check my priorities you know money's great but more money more problems you know what I mean yeah and and that made me like all right I need to organize myself or realign my my mentality to be what my long-term goal is just like you your long-term goal was to 
get your your license and all that stuff. So you put in the work. You made a sacrifice yeah. for that. Yeah, and the the thing about goals is that they change constantly. Like right now, what I'm working for is my old self. So I'm working to not disappoint that old virgin of me. You know, you don't. I don't want to have to be. 50 years old, 60 years old, and still working to provide for my family. I want to be able to retire and, like, yeah. just sit pretty on all the money that I'm passively making, you know? Because this real estate thing, like, I love it, but it's not end game for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm cold calling until I don't have to cold call anymore, yeah. until my database is and, and this is going to build a network for you yeah. where you can meet other people that, that give you opportunities, you know? Mm. And the people that you maybe build relationships with whether they're your co-workers or the people you yeah. sold the house to and you never know when it's gonna come you know those people yeah. can help you those people can give you like opportunities that you never thought like oh they can yeah, this person you never give know me an opportunity. people are gonna buy or sell or if their parents are gonna sell or if they know mm-hmm. someone that's gonna sell so my thoughts like going into this back in high school i didn't have the best reputation i was a bit of an asshole mm-hmm. but now i'm like a whole different person i like i take people like I consider people's feelings much more than I used to. Mm. I'm still very, like, okay, individualistic as in the sense where I want to get my stuff done. And First, if I have to go mm-hmm. through you, I'm yeah. going to go through you. Definitely. Regardless of how you feel. Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, it's definitely something that I've learned. It, this job has made me learn to be, like, a better person in a sense and mm-hmm. how to be more empathetic towards people because most people that are... Most people hate realtors because some of them don't know what they're doing. Some of them have just given other people shitty experiences. And my job is to be empathetic and be like, listen, I know things went wrong with this realtor, but listen, let me show you what a new relationship with an active realtor mm-hmm. who can get the job done in X amount of days can look for you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? You have to sell yourself. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. You Definitely. always yeah. have to sell yourself. Yeah. So yeah. It's, you you got to give them the best experience so that they want to trust you. It's like, yeah. you, you know, you always return to the person that may give you... Value. You no, know, they definitely. gave you that good experience. No, if no they matter, give you a good experience, you come back. No matter what, if it's a client, if it's a company you're working for, you got to offer value, man. Yeah. And if you're not offering that, it's like... And I've made it, like, like you know how people are always searching for, what's my life's purpose or what what do I have to do in my life? My I figured out my life's purpose is to add value to other people's lives. Mm. Like, even if it's just a regular friend, like, if I could give them a piece of knowledge that they can live with for the rest of their life or that are, that'll better improve their life, like, I'm happy with that. Definitely. And now with real estate, it's like, okay, I can sell your property and show you how easy it can be, how, le- like, I can make it as less stressful as I possibly can. Yeah. I'm going to shoot you some people that I know, by the way, that are, that are looking for I'm homes. Definitely open to working with everybody. Definitely. Cool, cool, cool. What advice would you give to someone that's either looking into buying a home or maybe thinking about it, you know, or maybe in the future? You know. If it's future for future reasons, depending on their situation, is just save up as much money as you can. You know, down payments are an important. That's the that's, big, would you say the, that's the biggest obstacle? Funding is the biggest op- obstacle. So making sure that you can afford the home you want to get. So before we get into home searching, mm-hmm. we start by finding a lender. And my lender, he's a great guy. He, he always facilitates everything for me. So mm. we get you pre-approved. Okay, now we know what we're working with. You can afford a house for $750,000, $800,000. So that's, we're going to do, if you can afford a house for $800,000, we're searching for everything seven fifty dollars and under. Mm. Because we don't want to use all the money. Yeah, you you don't never know what can up. come up. Definitely. We can use a fifty grand for like renovations you want to do on your home. Definitely. So after that, we go into submitting offers. After that, we go into counter offers. After that, we go into escrow where... 
that's when the deal is at its most sensitive because at any moment, any day, at any time, that's when it can fall apart. Mm. Over, and, the, over the dumbest things ever. During escrow. During yeah. escrow because that, they can't escrow, spend yeah. mo- they can't spend money like crazy. They have to. Yeah, look if, be, if I'm your yeah. if I'm your realtor and you're buying a house with me. First thing I'm telling you, get pre-approved. Second, don't make any big purchases because that will affect mm-hmm. when the time comes during escrow. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's just a matter of like actually listening to your realtor. So can you break down exactly? I, I'm understanding it, but I've always heard that word escrow, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Escrow is a third party. It's the third party, so it holds us accountable. It holds the buyer and the seller accountable for the actions that they have to take. Mm-hmm. So if the buyer wants a termite report, we have to get a termite inspector. We have to, you know, have them do everything, and then they give the report. If they want, let's say there's a leaking, there's like a leaking pipe, they want the leaking pipe fixed, we have to get the handyman out to fix the leaking pipe. You know, it, they just hold us accountable for the certain amount of time period that's on the contract. And, and what, roughly what that time, what is that time period? So it, it, it varies. It depends. Mm-hmm. You get your offer accepted if it's like 14 days, 20 days, but it can extend up to like maybe three months. Oh, really? Yeah. And that so that escrow period, like you're saying, it's just it's just like a, a very sensitive time of, of it's a time sensitive thing. Uh-huh. Once you get into escrow, you have to start acting fast. That's the most stressful part. And when you, you have mean to get acting, what do you got to do exactly? I have to get everybody in line. I have to make sure the your lender, the lender has to start. He's already got everything approved. That's why we're in escrow. Mm-hmm. So we have to just get the appraisal done. We have to get the inspectors out. We have to make sure everything is under order. We have to make sure that the property stays as it is, mm-hmm. as the buyer wants it. And, and that means, like like you said, that any leaks or any, like, termite things like that. Yeah, yeah, I actually have a funny story about that. Yesterday, I think it was, yeah. I had to go fix up some wood flooring for a client that I'm selling his home. Mm-hmm. And before we would go on market, because we knew it was going to be a problem. So what I did, since I have my construction background, I got my nail gun. I was out there, like, middle of the day, just... Fixing all the, all the like the loose floorboards and yeah, stuff. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna pay anybody to do this if I can do it myself. Sick. So I was like, it's that's that's what I like about skills. Before you did this, like yeah, how they you, help out in the long run. And Love my dad that. would always tell me, he's like, everything you learn in this life, you're gonna need it in the future. Sure, hell yeah. And there I am, just nailing down the the floorboards. Like my dad was right, uh, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> You said they're salvy, right? Yeah, both my yeah, are salvy, dude. Pound yeah, it, bro. Hard workies. Hell yeah, this guy's salvy too, bro. bro. But I'm just saying, like, that's dope, yeah. bro. Because my, I, I, my, I, this week I have something. I have a stick shift car, mm-hmm. so like, I was having this issue where I was telling him that I can't, I couldn't put the car in a gear. Clutch was all the way in, and it just, it was like a gate was just blocking first gear, any gear. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, my clutch is messed up. Like, I was, I was kind of concerned and whatnot. And then my dad was like, check if there's any leakage going on through the, you know, through your master cylinder mm-hmm. and all that. So I checked and there was nothing wrong. And he's like, let me go check it out. So he's looking at it and he saw this other part that was, uh, that was like, where it was leaking. And my dad, when it comes to mechanics, like he, he knows everything that's going on in the engine, yeah, I the know transmission. nothing about cars. Bro, but <laughs> he's put me on to game so that like, you know, we were able to fix that in like 30 minutes, you know what I mean? Type thing. That's good. You know what I mean? And now my clutch feels amazing, bro. It goes in like nothing and like, but I'm just trying to say Whatever your parents teach you, if they're trying to put you on oh, games, dude, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta listen, listen to your parents. Yeah, listen please. to your parents to a certain extent because sometimes they might lead you to like in a, in a direction they want you to go to, yeah, but that's yeah. not the best no, direction. No, but if they're putting you, you on game with like oh, like everything, skills, like skills, skills like, yes, dude, life like, skills, you how gotta to change learn that. the tire. <laughs> I think the biggest thing was like if they're trying to make you a more disciplined person. That's that's the biggest thing you gotta listen yeah, to. Yeah, I mean. I think for me, that's something that my dad tries to teach me a lot is, is discipline and, and like 
doing things the right way the first time and, and you every time to do it again yeah because he tells me lazy people work twice you know what I mean so <laughs> that's yeah, true that is true lazy people work twice so yeah you know like I said if they're ever putting you on game your parents or anybody that's older than you humble yourself and take that take that advice I think that's something that I like to run. pride myself on is that like, I do like to remain humble even in this industry where ego is everything, yeah, I'm always like, okay, my feet are on the ground. Any other realtor, you would have been like, okay, get the handyman out there and start, you know, get him to start working. I was like, you know what? Why do I have to pay somebody else to do what I can do? Mm. I can just go out there, nail the floorboards down. I saved myself like what, three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks paying, from paying a handyman. Yeah, and that, that's just their labor. Imagine yeah. if they charged you to get the materials and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just you know, if I can save money, I am. I'm gonna step out real quick, guys. We can keep going for it. Yeah. We just need to do one thing. Yeah. But see that that's that's the thing that when I'm looking at, you know, when we're talking about those skills that are getting acquired, each of those skills help us to even ensure you know anything that oh, we do definitely. in the future. You know, like um, my dad too. Like <laughs> they would like what was it last week? You know, the pump inside of the toilet stopped working for one <laughs> of our restrooms, and. You know, he was like, hey, I taught you how to do this. Like, you, you know, go, go, this, go to yeah. Home Depot and, you know, get the stuff. Yeah. So, you know, like, because he's taught me those skills, you know, how to, like, do a little handiwork around the house. So I went to Home Depot, bought the stuff, and then, you know, I did it myself. And then he, like, double-checked it, make sure, yeah. you know, like any dad. Yeah, like, like double-check uh, what you did. And he just finds something wrong just to fuck with yeah. you. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, no. yeah. yeah. No, I'm very, I'm very, like, appreciative of the, of working construction for yeah. so long because it was um it humbled me and now that i that i'm selling homes i know how to build a home i can sell one so i can just do stuff on my own and i don't have to be paying anybody else. yeah and, and the thing is too like um the other thing that i would see because I, I i've never worked construction but i worked in the auto industry hmm. right and I, I worked in the in the collision industry and then also in the in, in parts mm-hmm. so the way that i see that and then compare it to what you do is that because you've worked in the construction side of it, you can see the cosmetics. Oh, Where, yeah, like, you I know, can, yeah. you can enter a house. Yeah, you can enter a house and be like, oh, yeah, this isn't level. This doesn't look right. Yeah, you can, you yeah. know. When I was, when I first began, the mentor I had before was, like, go to open houses, get to know realtors, and, you know, just, he, he, he wasn't a great mentor. Mm-hmm. But I did what he told me to do, and I was at open houses, like, there was a water leak here, right? Yeah. And he's like, the realtor was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I, the floorboards, they're not they're not together. It looks like there's been water damage. And he's like, oh, yeah, there might have been water damage, but whoever buys this house is going to fix it anyways. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And my thing is, every time, if I was if I was going to sell a property with water damage, my first thing is to get my handyman out, or one of my dad's handyman out, to fix the floorboards, you know? Yeah. Just to make it look nice. And like, even if I have to either pay, have, charge the seller to pay me, we're paid out of my own pocket. If it's not that expensive, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Just to get the home sold, you know? You don't yeah. want that track record where it's like the home was listed, but you couldn't sell it. You want yeah. you want to have that. Or like, even that track record sell. of you sold a bad home. Yeah. No, you know? that's something you don't want. Yeah, like later on, they find out all this like hidden damage, and it's like, oh, you guys never told me about this, yeah. you know? Because I know so you guys try to be upfront about that. We have to be. You know? We're held accountable to that. And if somebody finds something wrong with the property that we didn't tell them about, we'll, we'll be in trouble. Yeah. I have a, a friend who she recently bought a condominium. Mm-hmm. And the the seller didn't tell her till the last minute 
um, she found out and she was so panicked mm-hmm. was the fact that someone had passed away in the, property. in the property. You know, that's only a California thing, right? Really? Yeah, New York doesn't do that at all because I've looked into New York real estate because I do plan on getting my license there in the future. Oh, sick. That's but you... California is the only place where you have to be like, yeah, somebody died in here. Yeah, <laughs> she got so weirded out because the the the, the room where she Dude. was gonna have her daughter was gonna be that room, and she was just like, I don't know how I feel about it, Manny. Like, I'm like, do you need like a seance or someone to you know pray yeah. over the room? I was like, something that gives you inner peace, you know? Yeah. But uh, I remember there was this YouTube girl, I forget her name, but she moved into like an apartment <laughs> where someone died in that apartment, mm-hmm. dude. And like legit creepy shit started, started happening. She started saying it on her YouTube account. And like even during her YouTube account, bro, you would hear things. And I was like, well, even during like her videos, you would hear things, what I'm trying to say. That's a slippery slope, dude. Once you get into those videos, you find some scary stuff. Yeah. But it was, but she was like a regular, like, um, so like YouTube, YouTube yeah. account. She was all about her makeup and stuff, and then it just turned into like guys. Like I've been having this problem. <laughs> uh, the, it, it became the spirits YouTube channel at that point. You think so? <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, I'm gonna be the star of the show. She was doing makeup, happy, oh, and everything. You know I mean? This is my place. This is, you know what I mean? this is my place, my yeah. show. You better get with it. Yeah, but it, it, I was seeing those videos, and then it tripped me out because I was like, I started hearing and like the things that she was describing, yeah. and I was like. Yo, your place is legitimately haunted. And it was somewhere here, like, in um, North that, Hollywood. It was, that like, terrifies me. Those yeah, terrifying. Yeah. Anything that's, like, demons and spiritual stuff terrifies yeah. me. That's no, and that's, that's why, you know, I brought that up because I, I just remember that because she recently got it, and I was just like, dude, that's creepy, you know? Yeah, I don't know like, why we have to disclose that to people. I, I mean, okay, someone died in here. What do you want us to do? Yeah. And, and then I was telling I mean, her, too. I'm like, I think you, you just have to disclose it. I think that's just what no, it is. No, you have to. And, and it's weird because, from what I know, California, you have to do that here. New York, you don't. <laughs> New York, someone could have gotten murdered three feet from where you're standing, and the realtor is just going to be like, oh, this house is perfect. It's I perfect mean, for you. You're a great <laughs> match. You know what? This home is your dream home, and you deserve it. Next yeah. thing you know, she died because some spirit killed her. Oh, my gosh. It's, I, I think it just goes to just a state-by-state thing. Because I know in, in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. um, a passenger doesn't have the... I mean, not a passenger. A pedestrian does not have a right of the way. I think that should be the same thing in California, dude. <laughs> but here in California, you hit a pedestrian, it's over. That happened to in me this Florida, morning. If you hit a homeless person, they charge, you as a, they charge them to you as a regular person. You're going to be in so much trouble. Yeah, and Florida, bro, you're straight. For that happened part. to me this morning, <laughs> but, dude. For the most part. But insurance rates in Florida are ridiculous. Really? For cars, yes. Dang. So it just comes state by state. It's it's really weird. I know that I was seeing somewhere that the, the age of consent in certain states was different, too, compared to California and all that stuff. So, I was talking about oh, you last time, yeah. That's crazy. It's, we, we've talked. It's because the reason is that we were Pizza talking Gate. about Pizzagate. Yeah. yeah. That my guy, is my guy listens to the podcast. I love yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's on it. <laughs> he knows every you episode. Know, that is crazy because... When you look up these conspiracy theories, the people who explain them make make them make sense. Hell yeah! So I, I'm I'm a person of facts. So like, if you show me facts, like I'll believe it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what the hell to believe. Yeah. Especially yeah. like coronavirus and like everything else that's going on in the world. Like, what do I believe? Especially when you go to the shop with Enzo. He's yeah. got like conspiracy <laughs> theories. And stuff. So I come out of the shop and I'm like super wigged out. I'm like. Is this really what's going yeah, on? Real, dude. You gotta start nah, questioning I everything. <laughs> I get what you mean. It's crazy. Yeah, but it, it's a part of life, bro. You gotta question everything. You know what I mean? You I remember, have to. Yeah, I remember taking a psychology class, and she was like, "You know what? People try to make sense out of everything, 
But in reality, things just happen. Yeah. Some things don't. There's, there's no There's meaning, no explanation. There's no meaning behind anything. There's really nothing that happens. Yeah. Things just happen because they happen. Yeah. Not there's for no conspiracy theories. Hell no. no. They, they happen because of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put puzzles together and like it's like they make one point match with another point and those two things are like very different and but, I'm just like what the heck but like you said the explanation behind it is just like yes it makes sense <laughs> they're, just, it, they're so convincing yeah. yeah they'd be great salesmen <laughs> conspiracy theories that's funny they're selling you a conspiracy that's crazy yeah. that's, 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 I never thought about it yeah. but uh, you guys were talking about um, you, you, uh, basically things that they have to disclose yeah what's something what else that's like a major thing here in California anything damaged damages, damages. yeah damages if like uh if you don't know, you don't have to disclose it because okay. you obviously don't know. If the seller knows and he doesn't disclose it to you, he, you still don't have to disclose uh, it. I have a question. Anything visual, you have to disclose. Okay. Yeah. For example, I mean, maybe this was evident because there was damage, but I had a neighbors a couple a couple years ago mm-hmm. that uh, they got raided by SWAT. Whoa. Like, our whole block got SWAT shut down like at 3 in the morning, and I was like, the hell and back then my room was down the hall mm-hmm. so my room was facing like the driveway type thing right now it's facing the outside of the street but before it was facing the driveway so um yeah it's like three four in the morning and um i start hearing like cops and i start hearing like you know all this all this ruckus and stuff and then i and then i get up and then like i think it was almost five o'clock because my dad goes to work around that time yeah. so like you know Basically, at some point, I just start seeing like people run through my through my like my driveway, and I'm <laughs> like, see wind, like through your window, and you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and it's straight up just SWAT running through my through my through my house, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, type thing. I thought Enzo was running a drug ap- operation <laughs> out of your home, <laughs> but nah, it wasn't. You know, he was chilling in the room, you know, and everything. I think he had this room at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you know, all this is going on, and like they're telling us to stay inside the house and that we can't leave and stuff. That and and. From my window, I'm seeing how they're shooting beanbags into the neighbor's house and all this stuff. And all this stuff went on, basically. I guess, the, I, I think they thought that the people had guns in there or something like that. Like gun trafficking? S- yeah, something like that. So they came and they, um, they, they raided the house and everything like that. Point is that, like, about five to six months later, they left. But, dude, like, windows were broken and all that stuff. Would that be something, like, I know there's damage already done, but would that be something like, you know, this house was raided by the SWAT, this house was raided by police, you know? Nah, if their agent doesn't know, like, if he completely doesn't know, he doesn't have to disclose. Mm. Yeah, if, if he's, like, free and clear of anything, he doesn't have to disclose. So he's only accountable for he's whatever He's only accountable he, for, for what whatever they tell him or whatever he knows. And, and what they tell him is what the, the sellers is telling him, for example? For what the sellers are telling him or okay. for... If he, was, if he was to read it on, like, an article or for, for whatever random reason he found out that the house was raided, I think he would have to disclose that the house was raided and mm. the reason why. But then he'd have to explain, look, they never found anything here. It was just suspicion. Okay. But you can always you can always turn a negative into a positive. That's what you have to I learn see. too. So if yeah. you have to deliver the negative news, make sure you have something positive yeah. to follow. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like for example, you've seen, you've seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. Okay. So you've seen like in the first season how like they have they're setting the house and everything like that, and they the whole thing happens where they the the body gets thrown oh, yeah, through, you know, yeah, yeah, with and the then they acid, find right? yeah. and then they find the meth lab in there, and then they're trying to sell the house, and then the lawyer brings it up. What about the meth lab? You yeah, no, that? yeah, because Jesse wanted to buy the house, yeah, and they yeah. his parents didn't want to sell it to him, and then yeah. he was like, okay. I'll send my lawyer. Yeah, I'll send my lawyer, and then he tells his lawyer about the meth lab, and he's like, okay, so yeah, what about the meth lab? And then there he's like, his parents were like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he so, ended up getting the house. Yeah, yeah, so 
is there situations like that too where you have to disclose, you know, there was a drug lab yeah. in there or no, something definitely. like that? You'd oh, have sick. to disclose, yeah. If you know, you have to disclose. Okay. For any reason. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that's something that's like you have to disclose. Just like someone died there, you have to disclose. Yeah, that. you have to disclose anything that's like could negatively affect the price of the property. Because like in the show, because of the meth lab, because of the person dying in the house, mm-hmm. it brought the property value down. Way down. Yeah, way down. They were trying to, I don't know, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure you got it for like 400 and they were trying to sell it for like 700 Yeah, yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there. You got a ridiculous uh, price. You got, yeah, you got $300,000 <laughs> off the, t- the top of the price. That's never going to happen. Yeah, I feel that. I see that. Hollywood, right? Hollywood, dude. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood's crazy. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> interesting. So, um... I guess one thing I would have to, I would want to ask you too is is I hear a lot about this whole flipping houses you buy it and then you flip a house. Uh, th- are those are know, those are are those realtors right there working or are those just people like me and Manny trying to like flip houses? Because I hear that no, that's, oh, get to that's fl- you and Manny working with me to flip houses. So uh, I'll be your realtor. You guys do what you got to do to flip the house. I'll find you the properties and then you do the work. And then we sell the property. And have, do you work with people like that at all? I have a few investors who are looking for properties, duplexes specifically out in L.A., mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten into anything like flipping. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but it's not something I'm going to rush into because it's a very complicated uh, process. Mm-hmm. You know, there's cash-out options. There's 1031 exchanges. Cash-out is basically, you. it's a refinance, more, like a mortgage option where mm-hmm. they, you cash out your property they give you equity from whatever your property's worth you know yeah and the 1031 exchange is something we see most of the time where your investment property you sell it you have to take that money and reinvest it to a property that's similar with the same features same benefits of equal or greater value Mm, i see yeah but there's a lot of stuff to this real estate game man dude it's crazy because everything that's on the test you don't even need (laughs) yeah so you study for just to, to get your license. license, and once you're in the game, it's it's a different story. You, wow, your job isn't to memorize what's on the test. Your job is to find people who want to sell and buy homes. Yeah, that's it. Definitely. And and can you give me a rough estimate of how many or have you sold houses and whatnot like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, in the past, all of coronavirus, my team and I have managed to sell 38 homes. Sick. 38 homes. Up to date, from year from the beginning of the year to now, we're at like 112. Mm. So on par to beat what we had last year. All right. So it's in the beginning of the year, I did help my friend sell his brother's condo. And then we had like two, I had two properties to sell during coronavirus. And then I'm currently working on the one I posted on my Instagram, which is out in Owen's mouth. If oh. anybody wants to buy a property in Owen's mouth, you know, just call me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and, was good. Yeah. And then, and or yeah, if they have any questions. Just or any questions, yeah. you know, I'm here to help. Hell yeah. I'm here to facilitate the real estate process for you. Definitely, man. And and do you do just uh, homes or do you do also for like pro- for like businesses? Like if they no, need... No, just, just residential. Residential. Yeah, okay. the commercial contracts are different from residential contracts. I have a commercial... Con- um, license? No, I have a commercial agent that I work with. Okay. Is that so, a different license, by the way? Uh, no, it's the same license. Okay. It's just different practice. Uh, so I have a commercial um, agent that I work with who... I, everything that like okay, I want retail property. I want just businesses. I'll just be like, okay, here, talk to this guy. Oh, okay, and, you know, we do um, referral fees. Okay, so it's like a twenty percent off whatever it sells for. Uh, right? you whatever get, he makes, I get. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Understand? You gotta, oh. like Drake said, dude. I, I I want all the profit. I don't do percentages. Hell yeah, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. It's so true. Man, that's very interesting, man. Like, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. It's it's a difficult thing, but. There's no, if you do it right, and if you dedicate your life to it, or your time to it, 
you're gonna get rich eventually. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, real estate, dude. Yeah, dude. There's no way you're not going to, especially if you you. I mean, uh, this is my assumption. Mm. If you have properties in which you're renting, and that's just like you said, passive income that you're getting in. Yeah, that's the goal for anything. everybody. I feel like right? Instagram has made everybody like more aware of how to make money. Or we yeah. want to be entrepreneurs. We want our own different methods. Yeah, yeah different it's methods changed of the, the different methods. People are making money. like. $10,000 a month just by selling naked pictures of themselves on OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah man. Like, is that a thing? OnlyFans is making so much money. I was tripping out on... Uh, there. Were, I was listening to this other video of... There's a girl who makes... Um, she has 100,000 followers. Her subscription is 10 bucks, right? So I'm like, 100,000 followers. I was like, you're... And you have 100,000 followers. They're all paying 10 bucks each. I'm like, this girl is making that She's much making amount of money, money. Yeah, the, in a the, month. Like you said, pussy in a is month. power. Because <laughs> the, yeah, there's that, people, that if there are 100,000 people subscribed to that girl, I guarantee you, if any of us in this room were one of them, we would not admit to it. Yeah. Everybody's like, no, nah, I wouldn't pay for this point. It's free. <laughs> it's like, no. You're paying. Somebody's well, out right, there. So just no to bring doubt. this Cheers. up. To bring this up, during this whole coronavirus, I've told Maury, I was like, you know what's keeping the economy afloat, to be honest? I was like, it's the cam world business. Those guys are buying, those are the ones buying the Gucci bags right Those now. are the ones that are buying the Birkin bags right <laughs> now. Dude, Screw a Gucci bag. I'm like, you have all <laughs> these guys <laughs> at home. I was like, I was like, you know those things are exclusive. Birkin bags. Birkin bag? yeah. Dude, you have to like, you're on a wait list. Drake collects Birkin bags. Yeah. yeah. I think he says it's for his future wife, but like, my guy, it's, it's an investment. Yeah. Because they go up in price. They they appreciate. Yeah. And they appreciate, they don't depreciate. <laughs> they don't depreciate, they appreciate. That's hilarious. That's the first time I actually hear that <laughs> that term like that. That's hilarious, man. But, um, I mean, you said that for the first time, Byron, you say it's all about saving your money up. Yeah, it's all about saving your money up, you getting really, your credit together, okay. getting credit together. everything in, in line for you to get the... Most people, what I recommend is going straight for the home of your dreams. Oh, really? Not, no starting homes, none of that? It's a good start, but, like, why get entangled into something that's, like, um, 30 Entanglement, years? Entanglement, the word of the month. The word of the month. Why, why would you want to get yourself tied up into, a, like, a 30-year contract for a home that's not even your dream home? Yeah. I, I get it. It's a smarter move if you can't afford your dream home at the moment and it's something you, you want to get. Like, that's totally okay, but... My personal opinion would be like, you know what, just send it. Just go all the way with it. Just save your money until you can buy your dream home. What if it's a it's a house that, that is has potential to be built, like to be expanded? There's it's a small house but with a lot of property. Mm-hmm. Um, a little land. Yeah, more yeah. land. Would you recommend like, oh, you can make this your dream home, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. If I'm trying to sell it, I'm gonna find any way mm. to sell it, you know? Okay. So what you have to do is or what what I like to do is um make a story out of it. So if I have to find, if I have to do research on a property to get a story out of it, I will. Uh-huh. But even if it's a small property, you know, you can always be like, there's always room for improvements. If you don't like what you see here, you can always change the floor. You can always redo the kitchen. You know, this hallway, you don't like the color it is. You know, you can always repaint it. I can have my painter come out for you and do it for you. Yeah. Then here's my question, though, when it comes to that, right? Because he can't change the fence that's in front because mm-hmm. it's historic, right? The historic. property oh, zone. Oh, yeah. You can't yeah. touch historic property. Yeah, so there's a sign outside right here, the street, and it says historic property, so he can't change that. So then 
if that person, right, because I know that there's regulations depending on the city where, like, certain homes you can't alter. Yeah, like, no. even if you Anything try to expand, not like, you can't alter, you Why can't do anything. Why is that like that? Why do they do that? It's just L.A., LA the city of L.A., that's what they... Is there a it. loophole you can find through that? to that? I don't think so. Like, let's say... No, because that's one thing I remember from the test is uh-huh. that you can't make any cosmetic changes to anything that's historic. Mm. Because, I don't know, it doesn't... I don't think it brings the property value up. It's just historic to the city of L.A., and that's what L.A. DBS just doesn't want you to touch it. Wow. So what if, what if like, a, like for example, a home structurally has been compromised for some reason? Is it just like, okay, just fix it, and you can't do anything else to it? Mm, if it's compromised structurally, I think they wouldn't even sell it. You'd have to fix it. Well, well, what I mean is you're not trying to sell the home. Mm. Just as a homeowner, you want to you make a, a, a niche. I think you would have to, like, just fix the foundation of the home. Because there's ways you can fix the foundation without actually tearing down the home. Okay. Yeah. So they would force you into that into that corner. Most likely. I, I wouldn't mm. know too much about that. But, yeah, okay. most likely it would put you in the corner where you have to be like, okay, fix the foundation, but don't touch anything cosmetic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I hate, I hate this historic zone crap. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to because they were trying to, to they were trying to change the fence in the front and oh we did it yeah but you like trouble? it was like yeah they 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 came and stopped us from it and then they were like well our fence is rotting before our eyes we need to do something <laughs> because it's like yeah. literally the metal was just rusting away yeah, that dude. might add property value because like this even though it's like Van Nuys and everything this house is still worth a good amount like, oh yeah it's like somewhere around seven but it was hilarious because they were like we wanted a certain way and they were like okay how do you want it we don't know I'm like. We were like, what the heck? So my dad came up with his own drawing, his own design, and then they were finally submitted like, it. Yeah. Submitted it, and they were like, okay, we'll do it. Okay, but it's yeah. like the, working with the, the Department of Building and Safety. It's 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 pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass because we were, we were building an ADU in our property, and What's we an had ADU? Uh, accessory dwelling unit. Okay. So it's like it's a guest house essentially okay. that you can rent out mm-hmm. legally, mm-hmm. and so we were building the guest house, and the thing was that we were also expanding the fence like the brick fence that was on the back and then the, the inspector comes in he's like no you need plans for this and my dad's like I do have the plans he's like no you need other plans for this because there's a I forgot the word but there were, the city had a, a, a an electric pole going through our property mm. so we have to go check with them to make sure we can do the work we want to do wow yeah it's 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 dumb yeah all these uh, yeah yeah that's what I mean it's like if someone were to say oh like you know, yeah, I want this huge land, but then it's like, would you be able to tell them, like, uh, you can expand on this or cannot expand on no, this? You, would you do yeah. that research yeah. to yeah. let them you know? You have to let them know, okay, you can, if there's a, if there's like some, for some reason there's a well that belongs to the city, you can't touch the well because it belongs to the city, but you can build around the well, you can build across the well, you can do anything you want, just don't touch, touch the, the well. well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely. Wow. All right. Man. That's it's upsetting me knowing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's a lot of legal problems that you can face as as a realtor. So uh-huh. that's one of my biggest fears in this is getting sued for some dumb reason because there yeah. are people that are looking to make money by suing you. Yeah, yeah. So you deal with there's a lot of crazy clients. And they have the there. they have the money for lawyers and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. it's annoying. It's it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, when it comes to that, it's just like dang, what. Do I even want to do this? Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely, man. But it's scary. It's scary to think about. Yeah, the legal repercussions. That, I mean, I guess that's why you have to go through getting your license and stuff like that, because you know that that comes with uh, with the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to know what you're doing and all those things. So yeah. But it's good that you've taken those. You take it that seriously, where it's like, because I'm pretty sure there's people in the game that it's like 
uh, money's money to them, so they don't care how they're going to make it. Oh, you know dude, I mean? there's definitely people that are like, because my thing is building a relationship with my client. Because yeah. I want that person to come uh, to me in the next 10 years because they want to purchase, a, sell their home and purchase a different property upgrade. Yeah. Or because they have children and, you know, their children want to buy property. Or they want to refer a friend. Or, or they want to refer a friend. So my mm-hmm. big thing is building a, like, a real relationship with the person to where 10 years after I sold you a home, I'm still in contact with you. Yeah. yeah. So You're seeing that relationship yeah. as an investment. It is. It's definitely yeah. an investment. Because even right now, my friends are not, like, ready to buy a home. But if I keep following up with them, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm here for all your real estate needs. Every, like, three months or so, eventually they'll come to that point where I need to buy a property. And who's the first person they're going to think about? Yeah, Raul Reyes. (laughs) Because you know what? (laughs) The more you say, okay, hey, I'm here for you, I'm here for you, I'm here for you, I'm here for you. Who can I go to? Yeah. Oh, that guy that said he was here for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a it's it's a time game more than anything. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. Man, real estate game yeah. is something else. Something it's not, else. It's not really what I mean. To it's some degree, any, dude, anybody can do it. It just takes the conviction to do it. Mm-hmm. The that's the hardest part. This is one of the things that I've had to grow the most in because handling rejection is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. When you're on the phones, what I do is. People answer, and I'm like, as cordial, as nice as I can possibly be. This week, I had somebody just answer the phone. He's like, fuck off, scumbag. So I was like, you got it, buddy. I'm like, you got anything else to say? And like, in a nice tone, and I was in like confrontation. And I just... You need a vent to me, man? I'm here for like, you, dude. Yeah, and he was... He, he, he stayed on the line, and I stayed on the line. Yeah. I waited until he hung up. And once he hung up, I was like, that's what the fuck I thought. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, people on the other side of the phone, they, they have more, like, courage to... Tell you yeah. things that they wouldn't tell you. To it's your like face. some. It's like when Twitter or Instagram, you oh, know, yeah, when they comment. Yeah, 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 yeah. straight up. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. I know what you mean. But yeah, like I was saying, rejection is the name of the game. You have to learn how to handle rejection. And there's a lot of self doubt that comes with it. And when you're doing cold calls, for example, are you calling like, or let's say you have a property in Sherman Oaks, are you calling the the, the people? You're calling what? What do you mean? The owner of the property. Oh, the owner of that. But you say you're sh- you're selling that property. You already have it that you're selling. Do you are you calling people within that radius of like, hey, I'm oh, selling no, that, this house? Yeah, that's a that, there's like different types of cold call. So you can cold call that's a person that's a for sale by owner. So you have to change their mind because they're selling it themselves. So you have to be like, I can offer this type of value to sell your home for you. And then mm. you have the expireds. Those are the ones that have been listed with an agent, but that agent wasn't able to sell the property. So it comes off the market and then that's when I come in. I'm like, hey, look, let me show you what a new relationship can look like. Mm. And then you have, you know, the, what's it called? Just listed, just sold. So if I have a property listed in your area, I get, a, I pay for a data for all the properties for like from five miles mm-hmm. and beyond. And I'm like, hey, look, I just listed this property at ABC. Were you ever interested in like looking to sell your property? I just got a call like that. I'm not like maybe a week ago. So I was wondering, and it was just straight up like that, like, hey, I'm selling a property on Victory and this and that. And I was just kind of, he was, he was asking for my parents, not even me. Yeah. So I was like, you're calling my number, you're asking for my parents. And that's how I was tripping no, out. No, it, it happens sometimes. Yeah, like, I, You do end up on the phone with, like, people's kids and, like, oh, no, that's my mom. And we're not selling <laughs> the property. And I'm like, uh, can I talk to your mom instead? When I have to I'm like, dude, oh, gosh. People are just, I don't know, people are something else. But I was just wondering, because he called me, and I was just like, you know, I was even asking, you know, how did you get my number, or how did you get this number? Like, why are you calling me specifically? Just curious. And then he said, oh, I'm selling a property in your area, and I'm just going through the list of buyer or the list of 
homeowners in that area just yeah. to see what they're... So I was just curious, like, what that was because I didn't know if it was legitimately he was, you know... It, it, it could have been legit. And Sometimes it sounded, you could get scammed because no, these people... And it sounded like it because he sounded like you were saying. He sounded enthusiastic. He sounded happy. He sounded like, you know, he was trying to make you a... You have to be a different person. Yeah, you know what I mean? And when you're doing sales, like, yeah. I can talk to you in one way, but then if I get a phone call from, like, a client or something, it's a different story. Yeah. It's like, okay... Like, when I'm on the phones, I try to sound... It sounds, like, more dramatic. Yeah. Because you need to be empathetic for the person. Yeah. You need to, like, That's understand where like. they're coming from, yeah. you know? You can't just be like, oh, whatever, you know? And, like, and you're was, having a conversation with your buddy. Yeah, and it was funny because I was just like, you know, oh, I'm not trying to buy a house or we're not, but I know people who are, so I'll mm. give them your number. Is it okay if I'll give them your number? And he was like, yeah, cool. And if they do buy, I'll give you a percentage of this and that. Is that valid or is that just him just trying to, like, uh, get more, you know what I mean? That's what I, that's one to me when he told me that I was like I that's don't know if you're gonna give me money like that brother. We're legally, we are only supposed to give referral fees to other agents. Right. We cannot. I like if you were to say if I were to tell you, hey, I'm gonna pay you five hundred dollars for every client you bring me. That's mm-hmm. not. That's not. That's illegal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People still do it because you know it's it's just nobody's gonna find out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's money thing. makes money. So you know what? I'm gonna pay you to get me more people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Just I was like wondering because I got I came across that call and he, at, he ended the phone call with that and I was just that's when it kind of turned into like what? that's just what they use as an incentive yeah, to get more clients so that's, they want you to be like oh shit I want to make money yeah let me I'm let give me, this guy all the yeah. people I know and it's funny because I need I did not give that number to one person and I do know people who are trying to give yeah. by but I was just like just give him my number you know I, I do will, everything I will I do everything legally I you will. know what? if you need your house fixed and I can do it I will do it if not I'll get somebody else to it do. was that ending part that threw me off because I was just like I could make money but it's just like i'm a random ass person why would you give me any money for something exactly. that trick could just take the whole like you said take all the profits or you can just call somebody else yeah and, and maybe they do want to sell their home yeah yeah you don't yeah so that's why for me it was like i don't need to give any information to anybody <laughs> like, there's, there's some pretty scummy realtors out there i would doubt there's, it yeah like in every industry there's pretty shitty people yeah i mean there's, yeah. like i said there's people just looking to make that money and that's yeah, all that matters money hungry people i mean you got to be money hungry on one end but not to the point where all you care about is money 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 you gotta you gotta want to do better for your clients, you know. You gotta yeah, wanna definitely. Have a stable relationship with your clients as to where it becomes more of a friendship than anything else. Yeah. Professionally, yeah. professionally, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Well, do you have anything? In else? other news, do you have anything else to add on the real estate? Do you have anything else to add on the real estate nah. thing you want? Well, yeah, I mean, right now is the time to sell your property. People, oh, if you're yeah. listening and you're looking to sell your property, the market is super hot, and my clients specifically are averaging 14 days on the market before receiving multiple offers, and it. If you're looking to buy or sell, just give me a call. Mauricio can put you in contact with me. Oh, yeah. There there's, you go. There's one thing I wanted to ask before we continue because there's right. one thing I saw that I did see that the house that people are selling and buying houses, but prices necessarily haven't gone down or interest rates haven't gone down. Is that true? I just No, that, that's 100% true. The market is hot right now because interest rates are historically low. 3.1% okay. from what I checked, I think that was today. 3.1%. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Interest rate. That was That's the lowest it's been. And house prices, are, they're high. Regardless of coronavirus, they, they came down and people were like, oh my gosh, another recession. Mm-hmm. No, it's correcting it. You know, there was belief in uh, in the industry where they said that the, the housing market could bring back the economy. And so far, that's exactly what it's doing. What it's doing, really. Yeah. So prices didn't drop, but interest rates interest rates dropped. Yeah, you want a low interest rate when you when you buy yeah. a car, when you get a house. Yeah, you don't want to be yeah, paying. You don't want to be paying. It's crazy your bar, interest yeah. rate, yeah. But it doesn't mean you're going to get that interest rate. It depends on your credit or how Definitely. you get approved, you know? Definitely. Yeah, it's it's a fun job, but it comes with its, like, 
huge responsibilities. Huge responsibilities, and like you have to do some soul searching yeah. when you're doing real estate. Yeah. Because when I started, it was like okay, so much self doubt, and then I realized it's like okay, you can either succeed by having the fear of failure, or you can succeed by believing that you know what you deserve to succeed. Yeah. And at first, I had a chip on my shoulder because of like the life experiences that I had. Like back then, it was like. Okay, I got to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. And now it's more like, you know what? I don't have to prove anyone wrong. I have to do this for myself. I can become... Prove myself I right. have to prove myself right. Mm-hmm. And I have to, like, become the person I want to be. You know, yeah. you have to detach yourself from that outcome and yeah. just move forward and, like, just plan ahead. You got to have a plan. You got to start at A, go to Z, and you got to go B, C, D, E, F, G, you know? It's, it's crazy, dude. Like, we're in different industries, but we're we're both turning that same corner, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's just the life thing. Yeah. No, but it's just, it's crazy how I see, I know a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure you can see the same, we see people our age, he's oh, a little bit older than us, but slacking. people our age slacking, you know what I mean, not satisfied with their life, oh, but I mean, slacking, they're, they're, they're comfortable, I think they're complacent, and I, I I like my job because it's a job where you can't get complacent at any moment, Yeah, regardless and, of what happens. And don't get me wrong, there's people that are satisfied with doing that 9 to 5, whatever industry they're in, and that's fine. That's totally okay. You know yeah. what I mean? But there's the people, I'm talking specifically the people who are not like, yeah, not doing anything cool at with all. it, or not, not doing anything at all, and are just like, upset at the world, um... That's complaining, another, yeah. all those things, that negativity, it's like, there's a reason why in this case of the insecurities and all those things that you're not happy with what's going on, with what you, yeah. you want to do. But that all comes down to like what you've done in situations to yourself. Yeah. It's, you can't blame the world for your problems. Not at all. And if you do, you're just going to get stuck in the same circle. Yeah, 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 You have to like, you know, you have to dig yourself out of the hole you got yourself into. Yeah, it's something that my brother always says, it's, it's a, uh, separation creates elevation. I think yeah, that's the way he says say, it. I've lost so many friends in the past year or so. And yeah. now I'm like Straight at a point like, here. you know what? I at first I was like, damn, like what did I do to deserve this? Blah yeah. blah blah. But now it's like, you know what? Let me just focus on leveling up. Bro, God's like, plan, dude. Like if I lost them, like, you know, even though psychology says like things happen because they happen, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I lost them for a reason. Maybe it is. Maybe in God's plan, this isn't the right time for me to have like certain amount of friends or like go out and go party so now you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna like focus on my craft mm-hmm. perfect my craft yeah you know? and like i said earlier the cert, the right friends and the right even girls are gonna re- realize that yeah. like i'm speaking of a friend that i've had oh home run for, yeah by the way two <laughs> mookie one betts. mookie betts was good for la you know what they have, years. they have all this firepower and they're gonna get to the world series you hey know what bro they're gonna do? do not say that you know what they're gonna do, do not say that <laughs> this year's different <laughs> Is that, that, I mean, I heard, I've heard that one before. And this year, I hope it's Yankees-Dodgers, bro. I hope we get that. That would have been beautiful Because we're supposed year. to get that, like, twice you know in what? a row. the Astros can... Suck it, for yeah. sure. Um, but, yeah. That'd be beautiful, like, Yankees-Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um... I forgot where I was at. Sorry, I distracted you because oh, we're, yeah. we're no, talking we're talking about the difference, you know, when you lose friends because you start oh, focusing yeah. on your craft. Yeah. So the moment you focus on your craft, you begin to lose those friends, and it's normal to lose those friends. But at the same time, I would have to say that the right ones stick around and the right ones understand. Like, I would have to say my friend here, Manny, like, dude, like, we've talked about this podcast for a long time, and we finally did it. But at the same time, like he said last time, he's, he's has supported me in just about all the things yeah. I've done in life and, and yeah. having you know, that you know who yeah. you know how to weed them out you know you know which ones to keep and which ones to let go I, I remember back in the day I was like back in the day I'm saying like four or three years ago I, I would tell people I want to do this podcast I want to have my studio and then people would look at me like you know my roll up another was, one yeah. or something like that you know what I mean and it's my, like yeah. it was it was there was no encouragement of that. and I started I saw that back then and now looking at it forward it's like 
the real ones stick around. The real ones when you're in this push like, you forward. When you're in a position like I am today, or you are today, or you are today, it's like um, you want to go back and just you know with all this knowledge that you have now and oh, start yeah. from there because you know what, you know you could be so much more like ahead of everybody else if you would have been where you're at now back then yeah but it's just it, life doesn't work that way yeah, sadly not if not we'd all be billionaires but at the same time <laughs> man like what, what i like and i know that every day is not guaranteed and all that you know what i mean like god blesses us with each day and whatnot oh, yeah definitely but there's a lot of stuff going on right now at dodger stadium yeah sorry to, sorry <laughs> to distract good. you guys yeah, it's just catch with the ball <laughs> it's just a lot of they good finally, plays that are they, happening they finally got Bellinger, yeah <laughs> but the point is is that like in that aspect, you um, damn, I totally forgot my freaking Manny, bro. What you doing today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, we did. I did say it from the beginning of the podcast. If we get yeah, distracted, we, get distracted we are watching the Dodger game, game today. It is, it is, All right, yeah, so they you. shouldn't be upset at us having some dead air or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost where I was going. You were and still talking about the fact about losing friends and focusing on our traits and what we're doing to yeah. get there. And it's like if we lose those relationships where like it happens, you know, we can't do anything about it. I told Maury, you know, like I have a lot of friends that I grew up in. I had a lot of friends that he knows. And sometimes, yeah, I do wish I'm like, oh, I wish I would have cultivated my relationship with this person a little bit better. But at the same time, I'm like, there's a reason why we don't really vibe anymore, you know. Mm. And there's still friends from my past that. We'll DM each other, like, we'll, like you know, uh, like, yeah, in Instagram. Just, like, if he posts something, like, oh, dude, I see you're doing great. Awesome. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. we'll yeah. like, we'll comment, yeah. like, you know, we'll be sending each other memes and stuff. But there's, I only have, like, a very select few friends that I actually, like, meet. Like, yeah. actually sit down yeah. with, have a meal with, actually hang out with, you know. Like, that's how this guy, like, so we not, like, I, I don't know if you heard of the podcast, but, like, uh when I said that, that we've known each other since I was uh, 15, he was like 13 at the time. So it's like, we've known each other from that age, but we were never that close. Like we were like, Mm. oh, we know each other. You know? We went to the same church. Yeah. We were around each other. So I have this friend from middle school who, all of high school, we didn't really have any contact, but every time I like, I did something good, he'd always like congratulate me. Yeah. And it's the same thing with me to him. Like, it's the consistency. Time, yeah. It's where you keep up where you left off type of thing. And the, yeah, exactly. the, the, re- the way this guy Catch got me close was he would always be sending me stuff while I was Instagram. in, I was living in college <laughs> and he would always be sending me all these posts on Instagram <laughs> and everything. And I'd be like, dude, everything else on my like, feed, I was just sending. I was like, man, I don't talk. I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't even talk to this guy that much. I just want to know why he was the first person. He, why was he the first person you thought of when you saw like to make this podcast? No, 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 not not the podcast. Like just to send him stuff in general. Like what made you? I feel like because of his openness. His his openness to like. You know, to everything that, that I sent him. Because, you know, I wouldn't just send him... Because there's certain people that, like, you can only talk about certain things. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? But with him, I can send him anything. anything. Be, and, and that's why could, he was a perfect person to do the podcast And he with. could put me on Game of Things. And yeah. it was just that back and forth that that that, that yeah. it is. So, yeah, so for when it came to the podcast, I mean, you're listening to this guy. He's well-spoken and everything like that. So Dude, that part is just, you know, you need that when it comes to the podcast. Yeah. But beyond that, like... His his openness of mind is just what I wanted. I didn't want someone that was just gonna always, 
either be on my side or just like not have something to you provide. You don't want people that are always gonna be on your side. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not that's not conducive whatsoever. You know, nah. so all those things is what makes this a, a, a beautiful friendship relationship. You know, you can say yeah. for the podcast and all yeah. that. So. And the, the other thing too is what he's talked about. How since I have that openness, like. He's also been able to, like, talk to me about his stuff, what he goes through, you know. And he knows I'm not going to judge him. You know, I'm going to just hear him out yeah, and then just... that's what matters the most. Like, yeah. you if know? someone's coming to you with their problems, it's because yeah. they trust you yeah. enough yeah. to not judge them. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah so that's that, advice for people, too. If some people's coming to you for you to listen to them, it's for you to listen. Just listen. Even know? if yeah. they say, hey, you can check up on them. You can be like, hey, are you having a good day? And they'll be like, no. And they'll be like, all right, I'm just checking on you. Yeah, type yeah. thing, you know. Like, how you doing? You know, and, and that goes a long way, too, because sometimes people don't, they feel like so alone. And it's sometimes like, yeah. I've felt that way. It's like, you know, I have a girlfriend. I have friends and everything. But, but you still feel alone. It's because you carry, yeah. like, me, I'm a person who, like, if I'm, like, struggling with something, I'm not going to show it. Because I, I don't feel like burdening people with my struggles. Yeah, I feel you. So I'm like, okay. But I think that's also another thing about being a man, you know? Like, you're yeah, taught, like, you got to bottle it up a yeah. little bit, you know? Well, Especially a salty is, man. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> yeah girls nowadays, they're like, okay, we want our men to be emotional. You show too little emotion, they get mad. You show too much emotion, they, yes. they look for the next best thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, ah. Uh, what, yeah. f- what do I do? So you have to find the perfect balance. Like, I do tend to wear my heart on my sleeve. But when I'm struggling and I'm struggling hard, it's just like, I'm not going to burden anybody with my struggles, but I'm going to get through this on my own, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's, it's, that's just the way life works. Definitely. Your parents can help you get through so only so much. No, you can't yeah. expect everybody to No, and there's certain things that, like, you can't burden them with, too, because it's like, no, yeah. they, they've never, even they've never dealt with it, or it's just like... I don't know. I feel like also being... It's a uh, different time. They're not going to understand. That, They'll yeah. give you some advice that fits their time. Yeah. And then you'll be... You have to adjust it to your time. You have to adjust it to your like, time where it won't even make sense because, you know, it's times are different. Here's yeah. one thing I do, like, when I come home, right? My parents always ask me every day, like, when I come home, they're like, how was your oh, day at work? Four to one, by the way. You know? Oh. And I just go, oh, you know, my day was good. Yeah. And they'll be like, it was good? That's it? That's all you want to share about your work? How good? I was like, it was good. good. good, good." It's amazing. You know, I had a great day. I never like to, and it's just something my dad taught me, you know, is never bring whatever happened at work, those problems or arguments, whatever may have occurred. Like, don't bring that to the household. You don't need that negativity in the house, you know? don't bring the problems from the household to work. Yeah, 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 so it's like when I get home and my mom asks me, like, how was your day? Oh, amazing. It was good, you know? I don't like to burden them with, like, oh, man, I had a fight with my coworker or I had this argument, you know? Like, Mm. if I do... You need to get it off my chest. Then I usually, or something. I won't move with my parents, but I'll get it off my chest either. Or like, I'll tell Maury about it, or I'll just tell another coworker. You know, because yeah, it's like trust. they're the ones that will understand me because they're there. They're there. You know, yeah. yeah. So it's like, all right, I got it off my chest. It's over. That's it. You know. All right, let's not carry that anymore. You know, yeah, and just sense. move on. Yeah. 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 Well. I think now is a good time. All to, right. To, to, In other news, Lakers. Poke, not just Lakers, scrimmage like, game happened today. I don't know how I feel about I, I, the, play, the games like the way they are. Now. I mean, I'm about to say right now is the Dodgers are up four one, bottom of the seventh. Uh, who is this? They were play? losing in the beginning. Um, one zero. Just that's not Corey Seager. Just to reiterate, I'm not a Dodgers fan. <laughs> just to reiterate, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge baseball fan. But if I had to watch someone on TV, it definitely would hey, be look, the Yankees. Man, we just went four months without sports. I'll take it. I'll take mm. it right now. And and especially this right now, baseball is about to be. I think only sixty games. So oh, yeah, they cut it down, huh? usually to one eighty two. I think it is. 
dude, it's a big difference in the sense that I feel like all these games are going to be like Honestly, playoff baseball. Because, yeah. dude, anybody can make it. Anybody can really win this season type of thing. So yeah, Not the Dodgers, that, though, because you know, they, they, they uh, have a track record <laughs> of uh, kind of choking. Uh, and you know what? Uh, uh, so when, dude, it comes to 20, when it comes to 2017, bro, there's proof that no, the, yeah, the team was that. cheating. The Astros are you cheaters, know what I mean? and they deserve to get banned from the league. And then the Red Sox, they they were a juggernaut that year, bro. You got to admit. Yeah, Boston, huh? They were a good, they were just Did a great team. To the Cubs? Who, the, the Red Sox? No, it was, it was Cubs, no? Who? Yeah. Uh, Dodgers. Yeah, the, the year before that, they oh, lost okay. in the pennant. Yeah. Um, before they went to the World Series, they did lose to the Cubs, and that's when the Cubs broke their long-ass streak yeah. of not winning. How long did the Dodgers have of not winning? Since anything? It's like 31 years. But the Cubs was like longer than that, Jeez. way longer than that. 31 so, years? Yeah, since like 80, 88, I think it is. So it's know. it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, we ran into a team that was cheating, and then another <laughs> team that just was just great. And then, I don't know, did you guys watch that game where it was like 18 innings against the Red Sox? I watched yeah. like a good amount of it and then I went to sleep because I was like, <laughs> I, watched, oh, I gotta work tomorrow. Dude, I watched it. I take my girl home and then I was, I posted up with a friend of mine and we just watched it on, we heard it on the radio until the game was over and mm. that was probably like the craziest baseball game you could say Remember, I, yeah. I had. But Imagine being there at the stadium. <sighs> people left, like left and right. But um, I, I think, it, like I said, the baseball is going to be interesting this season because it's not as the long as it was. No, definitely because it's like you said, uh, playoff intensity, everybody wants to make it everybody can make it yeah and, and when it comes to the Dodgers this year what I will have to say is that the lineup that they have this year is way different than other years Manny Machado when we had him that year he, that he really a, disappointed me that was a fluke when they got you Darvish they could have got a better pitcher than that <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of questionable moves that they yeah, made it's dude yeah you know I mean so hopefully this is the year and I know a lot you of know, people it, have said this but I hope it is the it, year. It, you know what I hope it is because like I it, the Dodgers fans need a break. They, LA needs a break, man. It's been yeah, 30 years and then 10 years I mean, since the, the Kings, the LA Kings, but nobody watches hockey. Exactly. The two top teams are the Lakers and the Dodgers. And, and the, the Lakers, it's been 10 years. There's going to be an we, LA women's soccer team. Wow. Yeah. It's for, for LA, for, um, LA Galaxy me. or like what, I don't what know. They, I just, are they like a branching off from a different team? No, <laughs> Honestly, because I heard about it. The reason I, I asked that to look into it. The reason I asked that is because the Premier League. Um, has the men's team, but the same yeah, club has the, the females. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Manchester United has, you know, a woman's Manchester United. Yeah. So does Man City, Liverpool, you know. So you have that within the Premier League. That's why I was asking if it's going to be, like, MLS clubs that are promoting, you know, they, like no, a female. league now. I think so, Because yeah. they have, they, I, other states have their own female teams, but you never hear about them. No. no. That's the thing. They're yeah, really underpaid, Alex too. Morgan and a bunch of other, like, female No, but those players, girls, they play, those play in Europe, though. Not all of them. Some of them play here. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think, not Megan Rapino, but it's, it's some other girl that she plays here in, uh, I think it's Houston. Yeah. Kristen huh. Press plays here in the United States. I've never heard about this. Wow. Yeah. I feel I feel so out of touch see, with it because uh, it doesn't get coverage. It doesn't get coverage. It's the whole pay thing, but like it's the same thing. Like you, you don't get coverage. It's the same thing with the WNBA. You don't yeah. get coverage. You don't make money. You, you don't get TV. Time I mean, yeah, it, it's these these con these players are getting this this money because of the TV contracts that ESPN, yeah. TNT, NBA TV are playing. Endorsement deals too. Yeah, all that stuff. The ads and all that stuff they go into it. So. Yeah, I mean it generates revenue, so that's why they're they're able to say, "All right, Steph Curry, you're gonna get paid 
X amount of dollars. Exactly, and it's in the millions of dollars for four years and stuff like that. But, you know, that doesn't happen for sports even that are not as big. So I don't know how how hockey works. I don't know if there's big contracts like that. This sport, as far as baseball, there's big contracts, but they're extended as a, a... for a long period on, of time. Yeah. So, for example, Mookie Best just signed a 13-year deal or a 12-year oh, deal, dang. and it's like 340 million. 13 years? Yeah. Yeah. So that's but, like, isn't that what? Uh, but it's per like it's it's set though. Like if he gets injured, if he gets down to Division Two, he's yeah. still gonna get paid whether yeah. oh, regardless. Wow. But but I'm, what that's I'm trying to say how is crazy that, that deal is. What I'm trying to say is that there's NBA players right now making that in five years. This oh. guy's making that in twelve years. That's true. That's the difference. Of, some of them, someone got like a hundred and ninety-two million dollar contract. Yeah, and I, it's just for like two seasons. Yeah, that happens. You know what I mean? I mean, but I don't just know look at Patrick that. Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick deal. Mahomes has got half a billion yeah. dollars, and he's playing like at least five years with them. You know, yeah. what I mean? so he's gonna be getting paid like uh, I don't even know how a hundred million a season type thing. So yeah. it's like. You know, that, imagine that kind of money. I mean, again, NFL is a juggernaut. They're probably one yeah. of the most watched sports in the. And they're, I think, they are the most watched sports uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Then it goes basketball and everything else. You know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, going to this, we're watching right now the Dodgers play, and there's like card- cardboard cutouts of fans there. Um, I'm pretty sure there's there's they're pumping fake noise like crowd noise and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they're doing the way it the into NBA the NBA st- did it. I don't know if I like it. They, mm. but that's crazy thing is they're not doing it in the stadium. They're only doing it to the broadcast. Yeah, because so um, I was to. watching when the when the La Liga started again. Yeah, the soccer uh, season. Yeah, they had they, it was all perfect on the TV because you could hear the fans and it felt like it was like an actual game. An actual game. Yeah. yeah. Was well, it's because they were using that recording from actual previous yeah. games, and they were. Yeah. But whoever was doing the producing of those sounds was on it because they, they knew they celebrated the goal. Yeah, they, they celebrated clapped, the they little, everything. yeah everything. Yeah. But they were doing it like if it was an actual game, or they would do the boos like yeah, on, on cue. Yeah, on cue. It's, it's, yeah it's it was really really interesting to yeah. see that. By by the way, what soccer team do you root for? Barcelona, it's a very, it's a, I felt it's it. a very tough relationship. I felt it. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I was a hardcore, diehard Barca fan to yeah. the point where if they were playing the Champions League, and I got in trouble for this, they were playing the Champions League against uh, Atletico Madrid, uh-huh. and they they were tied one one. The Atletico scored. I got so mad that I punched the hole through my closet door. I think. <sighs> And I was like, I, I stared at that hole for like a good minute. And I was like, Damn it. yeah, this is a toxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, this, this I is. I don't need this anymore. I used to That's get funny. angry. Yeah, I was. I used to get angry because you get emotional. You get yeah. into it. You don't. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to be that fan. That's just like. Uh, I think the, yeah. o- the, the only the only two things that make me the only two I get you say sports that make me feel that way is um, I think the Lakers and football. Definitely basketball, because yeah, I, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. La- like, yeah, Lakers. Yeah, basketball in general, especially playoff basketball. Oh, that's no doubt. the yeah. one that. Yeah, no my doubt. I love soccer and I keep and up with it, but my relationship with my soccer team is just bad. So <laughs> I don't I don't really you know uh, I go more for the Premier League um, yeah. and in there it's Manchester United. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they they've been pretty bad since 2000 after since for, uh, Ferguson left. left. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've know. been they've been. Very, very bad. Um, and it's like they give you these moments of false hope, you know? Because they have good stars. It's just that the coaching is terrible. Oh, man. Like, in the, I don't know if you watched, if you've kept up with it, like what's been going on in these past, like, past few months, like that they've been playing for July. Mm-hmm. And, dude, Manchester United has done really good, like, dominating. And then <laughs> on, uh, on Saturday, uh, what was it? Yeah, Saturday or Sunday? No, on Sunday. 
when they were supposed to play for the FA Cup against Chelsea, oh, the got, coach... Yeah, they lost, right? Yeah, they, they lost 3-1. Yeah. And it was because the coach put a team that I was like, what the hell are you doing? You've been playing a winning squad this entire uh, time. Dodgers just scored. And, yeah, now, and now you put this team that... The, like you put players that hadn't been playing, mm-hmm. that weren't in form. Yeah. You put a formation that made no sense, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" I was so upset, you know, as a fan. Yeah, no, I feel you because you Barcelona know? was on the same track. To it's, so here, here's the thing. That. Here's the thing with Barcelona that I feel is happening. One of the things that needs to happen is that they need to stop relying on Messi because Messi's already in that. He's, like he's, he's going to retire. He's already going. Down. He's gonna retire yeah. in the next few years, and you have to prepare that team for whatever comes next. There's no one that's gonna replace him. They and, can't win games without him. And you and you saw that with Real Madrid. Yeah. When, when Cristiano Ronaldo left Real Madrid, they the pieces they brought the in. The dip yeah. was low. They dipped so low, but then they had to start rebuilding. They had to start rebuilding. You know, it's the name of the game. And, of and that's that's the yeah. thing. Have been rebuilt. That's what they have to do with Messi. Like Messi, for me, like yes, he's I he's an amazing playmaker, mm-hmm. amazing playmaker, and I love the things he does as a playmaker. But dude, he's not there to run anymore. He's not there. You yeah, know, he's not. He's he, not the same person as he, he was. He, he has his little short bursts. He, he runs. Speed, maybe, yeah, he, he runs maybe half an hour. Yeah. Like uh, he's, he's mainly he's mainly walking. The yeah. Field. That he's mainly walking, and it's because he's already at that age where he's not meant to run that much, oh, man. For real. You know, like when he was younger, and you would see him run up the field and do and these the amazing same thing plays. With Cristiano Ronaldo, you don't see him running as much as, as yeah, he no, was. But he had a, to change positions. Here's the he difference, went from though. Striker. Here's yeah. the difference, though. Like for me, the difference between Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi is that Cristiano Ronaldo's a finisher. That's what he is. He's a finisher, mm-hmm. man. He's not a playmaker. He's a finisher. Messi, on the other hand, for me, is a playmaker. Like he's a playmaker, man. No, like definitely. he, like yes, he he can finish too, but I know him more for playmaking. I, I think that changed a lot once Iniesta retired because when Iniesta was there, Iniesta he was the one that the was, yeah, was the one the that made the plays Messi. for Messi. Messi would not score if it wasn't Iniesta. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now he has to become the yeah. playmaker and the scorer because if, if you see nobody goals, else on the team yeah, yeah. if you see goals like when Iniesta was there it was Messi running up from the from like a side and it was just it was a perfect pass and yeah. just a really just they made a, they, right made a, they, made a they made a right statue there. of Iniesta in Spain he's like butt ass naked <laughs> kicking a soccer ball yeah that's crazy yeah it was that's weird crazy. I was like what that's the really weird. who would wanna <laughs> I mean, he's the reason why they have a World Cup. I'll yeah. get it. Yeah. Because yeah, they brought him in. See, and that's and the thing I was talking to a friend today was if Messi, Messi at a young age had an option to say yeah, that he wa- he could have played for Spain or Argentina. Uh, like, if this guy would have played for Spain, he would have had a World Cup. Definitely. Like, no, for sure. so much criticism for Argentina, but like, I don't know. But see, the problem for me with Argentina is that Argentina, the Argentinian team... They don't know how to play as a team. Mm-mm. They yeah, all play as individuals. Individualistic, yeah. Because if you see those players in their clubs, they're great. They're amazing. Aguero, amazing. Aguero, Dybala, yeah. Ewing. Like, I would have those. to say that that was the case for this last World Cup team. Mm-hmm. But the one before that and the ones before that that Messi was a part of, they mm-hmm. had squads, bro. They just ran into a German team that... Which was, no. Was, no, no, during that South Africa, Messi did miss his opportunities wait, 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 in that but World Cup. South Africa, South Africa World Cup, I believe, South Africa World Cup. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, where Mar- Maradona was in charge yeah, of that one. They, yeah, they, 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 <laughs> yeah. they went up <laughs> against Germany. The yeah. and, 
Yeah. <laughs> they went up against Germany. It was just a juggernaut. Nah, no, but the, that was a different World you know Cup. I mean? That was in Brazil. I'm talking about South Africa. Where South they lost. Africa was the two, that was the 2006 one. Yeah, and one. they played against Germany in the quarterfinals. They played them earlier, not in the finals, but earlier, oh, and then yeah, they, yeah, they lost to about. them. Yeah. But then, they had squads, bro, in those early. It's just that they're the running. Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah. Nah, but just even, 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 um, even Argentina, they had Carlos Tevez. They had a good Inguain. They mm, had, you was know. Was there a, ever a good Inguain? Back then, there was. <laughs> that, guy, that guy was, uh, when that guy he, was when a he went, joke. When he nah, was in Real but, Madrid. All right, let me say something about Inguain. When he's in the club, mm-hmm. he plays amazing. I don't know what happens to him when he goes to the Argentinian team. But yeah. when he's in a club, I mean, he had his best season when he played in Napoli. He, the guy scored 40 goals for Napoli. In one season. Yeah, I, know, I never saw that season. And then, I, just, and then, I just know him from you, all these, like, fails. <laughs> you know, yeah, he, he's made fun of a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, if you take into consideration his stats yeah. as a striker, mm-hmm. the guy is a good striker. The problem is that, for some reason, when he goes to Argentina, you don't see that guy. Yeah. The guy that plays at the club, yeah, no, it all comes you don't down see. To, like, the way they play together. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. They can't play as a team. They're they not. Can't. And then when you're talking about that World Cup in Brazil, right, when it's the final between yeah, yeah, Argentina and, and Germany. For me, the, I, cause I, I remember that final. The problem was there was so much individualism. There was a lot of plays where if they would have passed the ball earlier to 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 right any time, of their yeah. uh, their teammates they could have scored earlier yeah, they could have won a, that, that they could have won that world cup that was a game that they're getting desperate towards the end too yeah. but that it. was a game where Iguain got super great passes by Messi and just yeah. fucked it up yeah he flopped yeah, yeah. yes that's yes, what I remember yes, he, yeah. every, that was every, every yeah, yeah. Messi was on point he, especially and towards the end and all he had to beat was the goalkeeper that's it and the goalkeeper just plus you also plus you also have you also yeah. have that uh, high knee kick that oh, yeah, Neuer no, does from Germany, and he never got a card yeah, for it. He came in like full force with his front yeah. knee. It was like, that was just a flying knee kick. Yeah. <laughs> it, no... it was Masvidal for Masvidal. That's a card, bro. That's what it was. I did, I'm going to look for that video, and then I'm going to put, I'm gonna re-edit it with Joe Rogan like after like a knockout, and he's going to be like, ah! <laughs> Dude, that was Masvidal versus Askren one. Yeah, that one was that disgusting. That was brutal. That was disgusting. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was this weekend that we just saw? We just saw this weekend the flyweight champion, the flyweight title get a champion, which was uh, oh, that was a Figueroa. brutal fight. Man. Yeah, I mean that guy is just Ooh, a beast against Benavides. And, and when it comes to Benavides, man, that guy's mm. been in the UFC for I think 15 years. He was saying something like that, <laughs> and just every time he like, never got a break, huh? It's kind of like Messi. He gets to the getting a shot. I think he's he had five it, title yeah. shots, never got it. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. and he's talking about he wants to have one more fight, or at least a fight, to win a fight, and then go off on a victory to retire. But yeah, that was that was pretty brutal. That, that was weekend. a brutal he fight. He got knocked down he got three times. Up, yeah. Yeah. So you should he should watch it before he leaves. It's only one round. Yeah. Oh wow. But, but it's so brutal, dude. He gets knocked down three times, and he gets um get into a rear think, naked I choke think the twice. Like, it's a brutal, brutal, brutal one. The Giants scored right now? I think. I'm not too sure. I think, I think it's a home over. run. Or what? Or it might be game over. I don't know. <laughs> go ahead. Keep going about the UFC, about the brutal. Oh, it's such a brutal fight, man. But it, it's it's a really, really good fight. Like, I really recommend you watch the it, The interesting man. about this fight was that this is the second time they fought. Mm. Yeah, because uh, there was controversy on the first the one. The first time that they fought, the guy who won, mm. that won this time and won the last time, he didn't make weight. 
So when that mm. happens during a championship fight, even they just, if they, they still the fight, they do the fight, but they don't they don't count the championship, right? Well, if you're the person that missed weight and you win the fight, you don't get to win the championship. Yeah. But if the person who made weight wins, they get to win the championship. Okay. So there was still a vacant title after the first time yeah. they won't fought, and this time they made weight, and there was just. Dude, this guy dominated. Just, yeah, I mean, he just didn't that's give a, him no chance. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a that's a tough thing to train into. Cause yeah, I've oh, trained, yeah. I've done all three sports that I mainly watched, which were like uh, soccer, basketball, MMA, and boxing too. Mm-hmm. And the hardest sport that I've ever had to train for was MMA. Yeah, because in two minutes you're tired. Oh, two definitely. minutes you're just gassed. Yeah, and it's scary too. Like yeah, just trying to hit. Scary. Just yeah, trying yeah. to hit the and bag, like, dude. Hitting the bag gets you tired. It depends on what you're doing, man. If you're talking about yeah, hitting the bag, you know, you can go a couple you rounds. Go a couple rounds because you're going you, at your own pace. But once you're sparring with somebody, yeah. Oh, you're rolling with somebody and it comes to jiu-jitsu, bro? Yeah. It's a different... Jiu-jitsu is... Uh, I, I used to, like, stay away from jiu-jitsu because I didn't like the idea of, like, another man being on top of me. But uh-huh. once you learn how to cut people's circulation from their brain, it's yes, like, dude. I want to learn more. How, <laughs> do, how do I break And it's all strategy. No, it's, it's all it strategy. It's, it's all body mechanics it's, and strategy. And it's, it's about yeah. staying calm, staying calm, like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Like, you're uncomfortable, okay. It's like chess. Like, all right, how do I get out of this? It's What's exactly the next like move? Yeah. Think, think <laughs> the next you, move. You can, people it's who are very good at it, intellectual. Yeah. People who are good at it can do it with their eyes closed because they can feel every little, like, body twitch that you do and... Next thing you know, you're in a Kimura or yeah. something. Yeah, you you get a triangle choke. And <laughs> it's 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 like it's a game of inches. Yeah, because it's just a, a one and little see, space. And that's that's the thing that a lot of people found found very boring about the Masvidal versus uh, versus Usman fight. Because everybody's like, oh, see, who, the, pre, the people who see. don't know how to like wrestle or do jujitsu are gonna find like ground game boring. But, but that's boring, that's yeah. my thing. That's the difference between. But there was there. a lot of technique in that. that. That's the difference. There's, there's there was a lot, a lot of technique. technique but there's the difference between there between wrestling and jujitsu. Wrestling is like what we saw, rough him up against the cage, you know, yeah, that, try to take him down. But like jujitsu is art. Yeah, it's just like it's just these guys are flowing, especially when you see just a straight up jujitsu match. Yeah, it's flowing. It's it's yeah. rhythm. When you see a straight up wrestling. Match, it's about strength and about it's like, just, yeah, it's just you know like, I mean? a, like bull on bull, just type thing, yeah, whoever you know I mean? can knock each other down, yeah, you know, what I mean, and but it's my whoever, favorite thing to watch is striking, yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, because it's it's a especially when you get into like people like Israel Asanya that they're like kickboxing, and, bender, yeah, yeah when, and that thing, it's like <laughs> when he was see, like, I'm ready to die, it's like when you see somebody, <laughs> yeah. so dramatic, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're not gonna die, first off, like, hey, dude, just, you don't know, it's, it's, oh, yet it's to a be dangerous game, it's yet to be seen in the UFC, you've seen people die in boxing, you know, yeah. But um, what I'm trying to say is, like, for something something like like style bending, you're seeing that kick come up to, like, for example, the, the abdominal area, and then you mm. just see it just flip up to the that question mark kick oh, that yeah. just goes up to the head. He's I've seen that guy knock out a lot of people in the, um, with that kick and other people, too. So, yeah, striking is another thing, man. Using Learning how to use your legs. I've been um, kicking a lot more at the gym, like, mm-hmm. just kicking the bag, and I'm getting better at it as far as, like, how how hard I can throw it and how high it's getting and it's yeah it's my, dope. my favorite striking is Muay Thai mm, yeah yeah Muay Thai you know, kickboxing yeah elbows yeah and like you can if you wanted to do damage with your elbows you can potentially crack someone's skull open with your elbows oh, yeah, yeah if you dude, wanted definitely. to oh yeah and knees too those are the yeah. hard like the strongest points in your body so yeah. if you're if you're up close with somebody the best thing to do is just 
yeah. pop them in the head with an elbow. And Straight up. You'll just yep. get away from them. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't like fighting. Because <laughs> it's so dangerous. Once you're trying to fight, it's dangerous. Yeah, you don't want to, like, make someone I, I, I was actually kill talking to him about it. I want, once I'm done with school and that's not a, a big thing that takes over my life. You um, want to keep training? I want to train, like, yeah. but not to compete, just to train. Just yeah. to train. Just you know to know. Mean? Just and, to know, and, dude. And you know what? Because I, I like yeah. this. I like the UFC so much. I respect the training these guys do. You so it's like I need, it. yeah, and I feel it's like it's not an easy gig. And I feel like at some point in my life, I need to go through that training, even if it's like I said, even though I'm not gonna compete, I want to know that. how to roll. I want to know how to use my hands. The more you train, and there's less like you're the like you're not gonna use it ever in your life. Yeah, your first resolve is gonna be like, okay, we're not. I'm not gonna fight you because if I can fight you, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. so. Up. It, your first resolve is going to be like, okay, I don't want problems. I don't want problems. I don't want problems. But if the time comes where, you know, you need they, it, you need yeah. it, it you're just two piece them, you know, yeah. cock, cock, and they're just yeah, gone. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, That's why I, they say the best advice is just run. It's okay to run. Like, you don't have to fight it. Yeah, and, and I think right? that, to me, that's those situations and, and just being knowledgeable and knowing how to, I think, I forgot who I saw said this. I think it was either Bruce Lee or I think I saw Matt Brown, which is a UFC fighter. He posted it, and it's like Bruce Lee said it. It's like, it's a disgrace. Uh, not a disgrace. I don't know exactly how he said it. But it's like the human body is such a great thing mm-hmm. that if you don't put it through training and you don't learn how to use it to that. To that it goes to waste. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like, obviously I'm not going to compete because I'm not going to go out there trying to mess with people <laughs> up. But it's just like n- just going knowing through how that training and yeah. learning it. And, like, and if you ever get it's faced a with it, yeah, and, it, yeah. and don't get me wrong, I'll probably compete within the gym, like, spar and stuff like that. Spar is fine. But I'm not going to, like, go and, like, try to be on Dana White's contender series. Uh, and like watch that. him watch him try to take me, too. Hell it's no. funny, because when I started... I might. He's going yeah. to want me to go. I already told him the gym. I was like, we should go to this one. Which gym did you train at? I have never trained trained at a gym. Oh. I, I just go to the gym that I go to, this oh, Chris gym, and yeah. I just you know hit the bag there and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've never I've like rolled with people before that are like that know that are like you know they're like brown belts and all that stuff, and yeah. they've taught me little things. But I've never like gone to a gym and you know. Yeah, been I, 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 I trained at Tijans. I went to House of Champions, one that's in like Satakoi, and then I ended up moving to Kaiju MMA here in Ventura. Oh, sick! So you're and still doing that? No, no, no. I, I want to get back into it, but okay. I want to go to Saxons, which is on Sherman Way. Cause it's a Mai Tai gym. Uh. But the thing is, it's, like, so expensive. Like, I don't, I don't want to waste my money That's on that right now. That's a big thing, yeah. 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 But the thing I do miss was sparring because you get... It's fun. It's real life at first, situation. At first, it's like you get punched in the face, and the first thing you want to do is just put your gloves... Like, t- take your gloves off and walk away. Yeah. But, like, you know, you got to have that dog mentality. You just got to mm-hmm. be like, all right, you're going to piece me up. I'm going to piece yeah. you up first. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, you ain't going to get... You're yeah. not going to bitch me up. And, and, yeah. and, like, most likely with sparring, you have gear that is, like, avoiding you from getting legit... Like, you have head injured, gear, yeah. you have shin yeah. guards and all that stuff. Yeah. So... You know, I've the only the, the farthest part I've done is just headgear and gloves. That's all I've done, and it was just straight boxing somebody else. And, yeah, yeah, me too. And man. it was just for fun, you know what I mean? Like I've done, I've done like the, my whole Mai Tai sparring session, and that that was just terrible because the dude I was going up against had been training like his whole life, right? Yeah, and the thing about sparring is that sometimes people don't know that you're mm-hmm. sparring. <laughs> Some, they well, they expect you to like because when you spar with somebody, they they're they're most likely like trying to go pro or trying to go amateur. Whoever yeah. takes it seriously is gonna try to fuck you up. So you gotta defend yourself like the best you. I no took doubt. a kick to the head, 
that knocked me out, and I was like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. So no, I just stuck to, like, pure boxing. Yeah, no no doubt. And, like, that's my whole thing when it comes to someone sparring. I'm not going to spar with someone that's training for a fight because I know he's going with yeah. that mentality. I'm sparring with I someone that mistake. that's, like, <laughs> you're a retired person, and you're teaching me, and we're going to spar type thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I am not sparring with someone that's, like, you I know I like I mean? sparring with people who are on my level, though. Because it, it is. It does, oh, no I doubt. Have a com- no like, doubt. But I mean, like. Comp- competition. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like, someone that's, like, Training for a fight no, type yeah. thing, like hell no, dude. Yeah, no, Someone I that's on my level, that I'm, I'm down on like you know us work on our skills to yeah. better each other. You know what I mean? But like hell no, someone's training for a fight, he's looking to mess you up. Today. Have you ever rolled with a black belt? That no, I I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the belt is right before. Isn't it a brown belt? Brown belt yeah. So that's the furthest I've done. Brown belt, yeah. I've rolled with a brown belt and a black belt, and it's it was hell. Brown belt was hell, so I'm I'm, I'm assuming that because I think now that guy's a black belt. Yeah. So he gave me work then. I, I yeah. could not move for a damn thing. The you know thing, I mean? yeah, that's a, that's the shitty part about jujitsu. You know, <laughs> whoever who knows, people know what they're doing. Yeah. And if you're going up against somebody that's like, I think it's like three belts above you. Yeah. I, I bro, I'm you don't like no stand belt. a chance because it's all about technique. See, it's all about. To me, uh, uh, my whole thing was. Um, don't get caught in the same position. Move, roll. Yeah. That's what that's yeah. that's what I've been taught. Just keep moving. Yeah. Just keep moving. So my but whole then thing, it's my whole thing was defend for your life. Yeah, because there's no way thing. you're gonna choke somebody out. No, that's why my whole thing was moving. My thing yeah. was hip escape, get my legs yeah. out, and that's what it was. Because I I would feel the guy wrapping my legs up, like not letting my leg. And when I felt that, I was try try to get one leg out, and like I would just think about things that I've seen. And because one thing, have you ever played the UFC games? Yeah. So I play those games, and a lot of people, what people don't like to do is get into ground game things. Ah, or like it, get into it's like. Tough. But I love that shit. My so, brother beats my ass all the time. You know what I mean? Game. I like, do that same thing with my brother. He's trying to strike, I take him down, and I submit him. But yeah. like, I've I've seen all that stuff, and like, I remember Max Holloway said this that he 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 learned a lot of his striking off of the UFC game, <laughs> and and when I rolled that one time, I was like, all right, I remember them doing this like yeah. like hip escape. That's yeah. the big thing, you know. what I mean, like getting your legs out. And that's, uh, I think that's like one of the first things they the teach hips. you in jujitsu is hip escapes. Yeah, like <laughs> so how to, they teach you how to fall and how to like escape mm-hmm. like with your hips. Yeah. yeah, how to shrimp and stuff like that. You gotta you know fall I mean? with your head and, tucked and, in. And a big thing that I would yeah. do was that was, was scary. That's always scary. He, yeah, he, there's a there's a point where he got full mile on top of me, <laughs> and I was like, bro. Just get the hooks and just as oh, long yeah. as as long as you can. And obviously he breaks it out of it. And uh, yeah, bro. Dude, there's some assholes that you know you have them on top of you and you have them secured to where like they can't perform a submission on you. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they'll get their head and just drive it into your chin or your nose. Yeah, well, so you and can't breathe. You just like oh, I gotta let you go and push you off of me, and then that's how they get out of the armbar, the crap. Yeah, you. yeah. So and then there's another trick where you take this part of your index finger, like the not your knuckle, but like what's this part called? I have I know what you're talking about. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's just so the for those know, listening, yeah, for those it's listening, it's like the the other little part of the knuckle. Not I would the, say not the first knuckle, but <laughs> yeah. the second knuckle. So you yeah. take you take this. The, the, you're basically the, yeah. okay. Have you ever done like you the trick where you're taking off your thumb? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you bend your your index finger that way. You bring it up to someone's nose and you push the cartilage part on their nose to the side. So if you're trying to choke somebody out. The way you get your, their neck up is pushing this sideways. Because you can break that. Nobody yeah. wants their nose broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you push hard enough, it's going to hurt them. And then they'll just, you know, open neck. And there you go. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Yeah. Just a little knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever, I didn't even if know If you that. ever get to rolling and you want to play dirty or if they're pissing <laughs> you off, try to break their nose. 
<laughs> I guarantee you they'll open, they'll expose their neck, and you're, you're good to go. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and the UFC, I always see them, like, covering up their mouth and, like, you know, try to disrupt their breathing, and that makes them react some type of way where it opens up some stuff, too. Yeah, That's or crazy. some, like, when you're, when you're rolling and you have, like, a gi on, some people, like, to pull you over, they'll grab the back of your the gi, gi yeah. and, like, just pull you forward, and, like, your gi's on top of your head now. Yeah. So you gotta, like, get out of the gi, and, like, you're trying to keep this person off of you so it's yeah and see rolling with did, the gi is different than yeah. rolling without it i didn't know gi. No gi. i didn't know I gi, yeah. no it's gi. faster with no with it's no. faster no gi and i feel like it's more contact it's it's harder no nah, it's because there's people that sh- i i've seen it that how yeah. people get straight you'll you'll get choked out with your own gi <laughs> oh yeah because all you gotta do is pull <laughs> yeah. one yeah, in like tuck yeah. in the gis and just and i've seen people get and that's why we don't directions. that's why we don't wear uh coats anymore man <laughs> just yeah. like no blazers because i mean you can do that with the blazer if someone were, if someone had a blazer just bam there you go yeah and, and then we saw some good jujitsu this week um with jack hammerson versus kevin gaslam mm-hmm. he got a heel hook on him and it just it was it was a wrap those are painful yeah and that was like on the foot is painful it wasn't yeah dude it, as soon as he got it, it was a tap out dude and like yeah. I, I was I was watching like the highlights for these two girls were fighting and one of them almost got their knee snapped. That knee bar, uh, that knee bar <laughs> roll, yeah. that was disgusting. I saw that as soon as she gets it, she cranks it. She was yeah. like, ah. <laughs> she the interesting out, thing yeah. was that the other girl was thought she was submitting her. You know? Oh yeah. And she's in the bottom. She's like, I'm <laughs> yeah, submitting her. You. And you just see this other girl like, oh no, you're Yank? not submitting me. Like, let oh, me pull your leg, bro. Yeah. Those memes are brutal too. It's like 2020 COVID. Yeah. Bj Penn when he was uh he went up against his black belt. It was a while ago and he almost got his knee snapped yeah it was uh it was tough to watch i thought you were talking about his bar fights because he got <laughs> he saw that i didn't see that but i was like the what is that like he he was he was just getting into bar fights and he was getting his ass whooped in bar fights bro. what that's when you know bro you need it's time keep, to go you need to keep your ass home and not well, conor mcgregor beating the crap out of old people at bars uh, for not trying his whiskey <laughs> i'm not justifying <laughs> that but I'm not that. justifying that. What? Say that again. You didn't see that, bro? Conor McGregor. McGregor punching the crap out of an old guy because he didn't want to try his he, whiskey. He was offering everybody a shot, and the guy didn't want to take it, and he just socks him and shit. All you see is like, take it, take it, take it. McGregor has had enough of him. And all you just, see is just reach over and just clack. You know what's funny though? Him. That old guy looked like he's taking a punch before because he didn't. He did not phase him. He just went. Most white old dudes have taken punches. If you think about it. Irish man, bro, because this was an Irish oh, bar. An Irish this was, bar. This was okay. not here, bro. If this would have no, been they, here. They, they this guy would have definitely scrapped. You know what I mean? Exactly. So the, the, it did not phase him. He, he <laughs> took a punch from Conor McGregor here. It was not yeah, no but other. Was it his right hand or was it his left hand? I don't know, but either way, bro, you're that's you're gonna feel yeah. that one. He took it like it was nothing. Maybe he was already drunk, so he didn't feel it at all. Yeah, you don't feel anything when you're drunk. <laughs> he was like, I'm already drunk. I don't need more. Yeah. I need more of that you whiskey. You, you never heard about Conor McGregor punching an old dude? Oh, yeah. No, that I hadn't heard about thing. that one. It was no. funny. I saw, I, I followed this um this uh, YouTube account <laughs> that I've shown him about it, and I, I get all my MMA updates there because mm-hmm. they bring everything that our podcast MMA, they all bring it into one, mm-hmm. into one YouTube video. So, like, whenever that... Or not when that came out, but recently Mike Perry got into it with. Oh, I did guy. see that one. That he, one I did see. He got in with an old guy too. Oh, yeah. And then have you guys seen uh, Step Brothers? Yeah. You seen that yeah. ste- that scene where he goes, "Are we? We're best friends now, right?" And this and that. So it's like they they crop out their heads and they put Mike Perry oh, yeah. and, and Conor McGregor, <laughs> and then Mike Perry's like. Why you gotta be gay about it though? Because he, he says that afterwards in, in some oh interview. So it's just hilarious though. But like, yeah, they both they they have the bad rapper now for punching old guys, dude. Yeah, he ha- but he, Mike he Perry was s- drunk though, so he yeah, yeah they, they put him on like he has to go to some big rehab classes. Yeah, like, what they do to McGregor? 
I mean, it's yeah, McGregor, McGregor, bro. You get away with but anything. the thing is that McGregor was he wasn't drunk. Mike Perry. No, yeah, that's why. He that's had why a, he, he had like he was going through an alcoholic issue, so that's why they were like, "You need help." Connor was like, "You're just rich and you think you can do whatever the fuck you want." So, what about Connor's legacy? See, what do you think about that? Because okay, he, he's, he's had a great career. He's until, one of these fighters that like he's since, gonna come back. Yeah. He's, he's gonna, gonna come, come back, back. But what I'm trying, what, what I don't, as far I don't as believe his legacy. Him. His legacy is not gonna be like an Anderson Silva, GSP, or John Jones legacy. Is where no. he had these title defenses. He's gonna be seen as this guy that he's just, a great fighter. He came in, he cleaned house, two time, two time, yeah. two division champ simultaneously. That's gonna be his legacy. Yeah. And also, his legacy is also putting the UFC on the map. Because, yeah, he did that. He did because that. the um, I started watching UFC a lot right before his his his, his explosion. His explosion. Yeah. So I saw when he fought. People like, uh, uh, what was his name? I forget his name. Dennis Silver, mm. when he fought Max Holloway. Mm. when he And then when he fought Chad Mendes, which was the one that really blew him up. Yeah. That's, that, that's I was when, actually watching that fight before I came over here with my little brother. I love that fight because he's getting pieced up on the floor. And then he, a jiu-jitsu roll, he gets out yeah. of it. And and then he just knocks him out with that left in that, in that, that thing, second left, round. That deadly left. Yeah, you know what I mean? And... So when it comes to Conor, that's what's going to be his legacy. It's going to be him being a two division champ, unless he comes back and he just does something crazy or something I else. Feel but like I think he he's going to be winning potential a if he would have stuck to UFC instead of like all these other things. I think that was his goal, though. At the end of the day, his he's goal, he was a right? he's a businessman. His man. goal was to come in here and make a killing, and it, and it, either in what, even it was for the fight game, he was to come in here and make a killing. Yeah, and he thought that. At some point, he was going to get him everything he wanted. Sorry to interrupt. We just hit a home run for the Dodgers oh, right now. Man, forget the Giants. I don't even want to. I'm, I'm, I'm interested, <laughs> but uh, the Giants ain't nothing right now. They, they had their time here in California. But, um, yeah, that, that's what was his thing. And he thought that, because at some point, he wanted to have ownership in the UFC. And he mm. thought he was going to get that. And if he would have had that, dude... He would be fighting right now and like not worrying about money, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's but he's he, not worrying about money anymore. Ever since that Mayweather fight. Oh no, he's not. But if he's <laughs> gonna fight, he's gonna make sure like just like yeah. Mayweather that he gets that money, you he know what I mean? Money, yeah. So uh, it's, it's I was looking we'll forward to watching him and Masvidal fight. It still may it's happen. It's gonna happen. It you think so? It's gonna happen. I, I like, it, but you know, like, if the money's right, bro, mm-hmm. yeah. he'll come back. And look, I, look, look, look. Yeah. Let me put it this way: if Masvidal beats Usman. That would have been the fight to make. With McGregor Masvidal for the 170 belt. Yeah. Dude, it's it's going to make... The, the numbers would be crazy already. Then you're putting a belt on top of it where Conor can possibly win a third belt. Yeah. And Masvidal's first title defense is against McGregor. Mm-hmm. It would be... So it's going to take something like that to see him back in the octagon. I think they got to redo the Usman Masvidal match because... Uh, oh, no doubt. Yeah, they got to have no Masvidal do his full count. But, but like yeah. even like he said, Masvidal, I think... You took the fight the way you did, and he said it, so he needs to go back out there and get a couple I mean, wins. at the end, you could see Masvidal respected Usman a little more. No doubt. I mean, and then he was like, we got to get this rematch. We're yeah. really going to do mean, this. I mean, like, yeah, like Connor said, like Connor said to Khabib, it's all business, dude. All this beef shit, Khabib it's not real, took it bro. to the next nah. level. It's not real, though. <laughs> and you yeah. see, he's, he's the one that showed, nah, it's not business with me. It's personal. Because cause Connor took it to that level, bro. He, he started talking about his father, wife, his, religion, his father. Yeah. yeah. Come on, dude. Like, 
And, and Connor realized in that third round. Yeah, he was like, Connor's like, oh, shit, damn, this guy's trying to kill me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. neck crank. He started yelling at him. He yeah. went after Dylan Dennis yeah. afterwards. It was like, and, and that's that's just the whole boiling over, dude. At the same time, I understand K- K- Khabib because I think I've I dealt, watched that one at the shop. I've dealt with people. I probably did because yeah. I watched it here at home, and I, my brother was telling me to go, but I was like, yeah. I'm gonna watch it here. <laughs> but um, those are one of those things where it's like, uh, even um, when you deal with people that have the audacity to talk so much crap through Twitter and through all that stuff and then you yeah. see them in person and it's like what's up then bro what are you gonna say yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> and like that was that situation bro Connor was just you know sitting behind he, that mic I'm, and our things he got what he deserved yeah no he doubt was, you know he what got I mean? what he deserved but like at the same time like I think that's a fight that on the second time I think Connor in a different mentality he gives him the work, you know what I mean? You think so? I, I think that happens. I don't think on the floor he can give him the any time. No work. doubt, because that's his bread and butter. That's, um, one um, thing. One thing I'm gonna say though, for those for that first two first two rounds, first three rounds, Khabib was not doing the damage that he does on other people. No, of Connor not. was Connor was was contr- even though Khabib was on top of him and everything, Connor was he was protecting himself, protecting himself and not wasting his energy on getting up. He understood. I'm gonna stay here for a bit. Let's not. <laughs> let's just not let him maul me like he says he does yeah. but if you see him fight um michael johnson eddie edson he, barbosa he, he he makes them look like amateurs especially he, on the floor it's and, crazy and, and he and he makes their face look so messed up edison barbosa go watch that fight between ground edson, and pound, yeah it looks so bad after the way that edison barbosa <laughs> like he's 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 like gasping for his life getting on the floor by Khabib, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, his bread and butter. He was wrestling bears at like two you know I mean? years old. And but at the same time, like Connor fought that, uh, uh, like not fought that, but um, he combated that really well. As in that he didn't get his face smashed Connor's as bad as other people. Game is also been. more of a mental game than anybody else's in the no, UFC. Oh no doubt, yeah, yeah. And he realized that quickly that he he can use that. He has a mental edge, and he's not an idiot. But Khabib, he he, he like people against Nate Diaz and Khabib, it did not work against them. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Because they got in the octagon, and it was a different story. Nate Diaz is one of my favorite fighters. He's, fun- just, he's, he's funny. He's like he doesn't give a shit. He'll fight anybody. The funny thing is that this latest one with with Cowboy was I feel like that was a mental game too. He did not talk one ounce of crap. Oh no! And that was also he came in. He just did what he had to do, and he's like he's out. And I've never seen Connor like that. Like ever since he entered the it's UFC, a different Connor. It's about him talking smack. So I feel like that was also a mind game he played with, with Donald. He's like I'm gonna be your friend in this. Or maybe just we're gonna, we're gonna be we're gonna be everybody buddies in respects this. Donald in in the fight game. But their their early scrap was like you're 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 as stiff as a board. I'll snap you like yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like he went away from that, and it's like now nah, we're friends. Let's put on a good show for the people. Yeah, and then and then and then Cowboy's like, all right, we're gonna go four or five rounds right here. And Connor's like, I'm gonna take off your head in these forty seconds. And <laughs> that's what happened, you know. Yeah, so it was sad to see Saron go out like that, though. Oh, I yeah. wanted to see oh, yeah. like a more of a you the know, sad thing. The sad thing is that the people that don't watch the UFC and watch that fight think that Donald isn't a good fighter because of that. Yeah, no, he's you not, know he's because they, he's a legend in the UFC. <laughs> no, no, but that's because he has the, the most people wins in the UFC, bro. That's because of the people who watch the UFC. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that there's people who only watch that fight because of or Connor. Only watched Connor's fights, and yeah. then they're I mean, like, are, "Oh, Donald casual. isn't that great." Yeah, and those it's are extremely casual yeah. fans that like. Yeah, um, yeah I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm like. I can't super, argue with those yeah. people at all. I wouldn't be like a super, super duper UFC fan. Like I watch the fights that I want to watch. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I like learning the techniques. I like watching the highlights and stuff like you that. You heard what I called him, right? What? No? You didn't yeah. hear it in the first podcast? <laughs> when I finally got him to admit it? 
Because at the first podcast, I kept telling him that he's a religious UFC fan, and he kept saying, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. And then to the, no, to the end... the other podcast, because you and Enzo got into it in... Uh, the last one. The last one. Yeah. About the chicks that were fighting, and you said yeah. that... What was it? You said something that she need, one of them needed more fights yeah. to prove yeah. herself, and then Enzo was like, no, she's not. she doesn't have the dog. Rachel yeah. Ostrovich. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's too pretty. Have you she seen her? The Instagram yeah. Have you seen her, though? I, I think I got a general idea of who she was. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going to go look her up, but I totally forgot after that. Uh, I'll show you right now so that you understand why Enzo was um, criticizing, basic, criticizing her based on her IG yeah. instead of... Based crit- on like- Enzo's IG, he don't got the dog in the <laughs> Oh, that's cool. You, you heard it here first, boys. <laughs> I'm messing Did with her. Did she get beat? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Did you- like I if mean, you look, if you look at her, you don't think I don't think she's a fighter. If I look at her, I think she's just yeah. like another Instagram chick from the valley. Yeah, I mean, and, but she's Hawaiian though. Hey, but she could piece me up any day. But you know that's for I mean? sure. But like, yeah, when it comes to someone like her, she needs more time in the UFC because she made the Ultimate Fighter finale, and you know she got you caught. Need to have a chance to prove yourself. She got caught in a submission, and then my brother like is saying like, "All right, what round was that?" And he's trying to nitpick at that, and I'm like, "Bro." People get caught up, and we know this. People get yeah. caught up. If you don't know how to roll, or you just get caught up against someone. If your someone, ground game isn't as strong as the person you're facing, then you have to avoid the ground at all costs. Because yeah. it, once you get taken down, there's no way you're going to get back up. Yeah, but that's, and that's, the that's, other thing he was alluring to was the fact that the gym that she trains at is for jiu-jitsu. Uh, so I'm not he too was, sure about that though. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I just the, know it's a Hawaiian gym, and I know a lot of the Hawaiians are more into striking. So I, I can't say that for a fact. But all I know is that there's still bigger bigger fish in this game, bro, and it's gonna happen. Look, look at Conor yeah. McGregor. No, dude. the way the way I look at it is that uh, you can land one lucky punch, but you cannot land one lucky triangle or yeah. armbar. Yeah. So if you know if your bread and butter is rolling, you have a much more of an advantage in a fight, whether it's professional or in a street fight, to win. Yeah. No, and I think also too is. Um, People, the best people have been caught in a in a in a, in a, yeah. in a submission, at, uh, and there's some people that will will not. Will, you gotta knock me out before I tap out, yeah. like Michael Bisping. Yeah. Or there's people like or that one chick that got her arm broken. I forgot who she was rolling with. Not too sure. It was a, it was a while back. It was a while back. I wouldn't be able to give you the name. It was probably Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey would put people in arm bars that were disgusting. She, bro. I think she broke someone's arm. I, I wouldn't it doubt her. it, bro, because the way that she would arm bar people was. That looked hot. They looked painful, it looked bro. Hot. It looked, it looked, it looked like their shoulder was about to rip off of yeah. their, you know, limb for limb type thing. So yeah, she never came back. You know what I mean? When it comes to this fight game, like yeah. the the whole that gra- was all mentality. The, man. the grappling thing is a big thing. So mm. if you get, I've seen and I've said this in the latter part. I've seen Brazilians because they're they're, they're Brazilian jiu jitsu. They are getting pieced up in the first round. And then they oh, get. Oh, then they resort to like you know what? I'm gonna take you In the second round, I've and seen Charles Oliveira do that exact thing. Charles yeah. Oliveira, he's getting. I saw. I forget who he's fighting, but he was getting beat up in the first round. The second round, he just gets gets their back and just it's a wrap, dude. You gotta know. You gotta. You have to practice both to understand like what these fighters go through. Yeah. Yeah. And like even as like me, I'm not. I'm not the greatest at it, but I can defend myself. Hmm. So like I know how hard it is to defend to defend yourself to against someone that who can roll. Yeah. And like my thing is striking, mm-hmm. so it, I'm I'm not gonna piece someone up if I'm on the floor. Yeah, that's a, that's just it. that's just facts, you know. Yeah, yeah, straight up. So I mean, this weekend that's coming up, we're gonna see. I'm I'm hoping a good striking match because it's gonna be Darren Till versus Robert Whitaker, Ooh. and Robert Whitaker didn't stand down to Yo Romero in in <laughs> didn't ten he rounds. Get knocked out by Adesanya. Style Bender. Yeah, he did to yeah. get to lose the title. 
So, like, I don't expect Robert Whittaker to be like, I'm going to just wrestle this guy. I'm expecting a, a legit He's fight. Because, I mean, Robert Whittaker yeah. is the type of guy that knocks people out, too. Yeah, he has power. Yeah, and then, but Darren Till is a freaking beautiful striker himself. I mean, he didn't make it at 170 as far as winning the tip of the belt because he was mm-hmm. just, de- he was diminishing himself when it came to cutting weight. But he's a big-ass middleweight himself. So, like, I'm looking forward to this fight as far as, like, a good five-round fight, most yeah. likely. Um, but it's going to be a, a back-and-forth. I think it could, it could possibly be fight of the year just because of how I've seen Robert Whitaker fight against Yo Romero and go 10 rounds. Like, mm. And those 10 rounds were freaking in, in, insane. And then the Yo way Romero's that... Yo Romero's a monster. <sighs> that guy's ridiculous, That guy's just huge. That guy is... <sighs> yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a genetic specimen, dude. Yeah. Like... That whatever yeah, they're feeding, whatever they're feeding him in Cuba, bro, yeah. was just something else, bro. <laughs> he's not normal, dude. No. He's, uh, he's he's just he's yeah. Joe Rogan has talked about him in his alpha. podcast. Like, yeah. uh, so, uh, doctors have examined him, like, and he yeah, has yeah, all like these weird picture of him. He's like, damn, look at look at those traps. Yeah, those <laughs> traps, bro. Like, those, traps. those are not normal traps. No, <laughs> if you look at that, imagine getting punched. Those are like massive traps. That's exactly what Joe Rogan. They're like as big as my head, man. But it's the truth. It's the truth though like yeah, and when you've gone 10 rounds and they always say this after you fight your Romero you're never gonna be the same mm-hmm. they, this is what Dana White has said and like after Robert Whitaker fought him we saw that he was just not the same against Irasanya you know what I mean yeah. so I'm gonna be I'm interested it's to see it's all mental too yeah. it's, you gotta you gotta have to get yourself out of that pit yeah and I'm I'm very curious to see that because um I think Robert Whitaker is a good fi- a good fighter he was a great champion I'm not taking anything away mm-hmm. from him but he's he's coming up against someone that was that's at that striking level with Adesanya. Mm. And I'm looking forward to the day that Darren Till fights Adesanya because that's going to be a striking showdown that, you know, that the UFC needs because I feel like, for example, we saw something like um, Usman and Kobe Covington where they struck where they were striking all five rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but uh, that was like, they're not, that's not their bread and butter. They did it because their wrestling cancels each other out. You know what I mean? It's a boring match, which is like, yeah, you know what I mean? Each other but don't get me wrong, it was cool to see them because they were going <sighs> at it and they were, they were striking. But to see, like, the art of striking, like, I don't know if you saw when Adesanya fought on Anderson Silva. Mm, no, I haven't. I, it's been a while since I've watched okay. anything, to be So honest. that was a very, like, Anderson Silva is a striker. You know yeah, what I mean? He's known for his kicks, no? Yeah, and all yeah. that. So um, that it was a very technical fight when it came to striking, but I enjoyed it because, like, you're seeing the feints and all these setups that they're doing and like that's yeah. what striking is all about you know making your opponent think I'm gonna throw this but I'm in reality I'm gonna throw that yeah. and that's coming with a combo and stuff like that so I'm hoping we see that this this weekend with with, with Whitaker and Darren Till yeah no I definitely gotta watch that one I gotta I gotta get back into it you know I'm yeah. like too, too focused on this stuff it's just like <laughs> it's, good, it's just like you know I gotta get like I gotta just relax it's gotta know? it's gotta be a hobby on the side just man. shotgun a white claw and then watch a fight <laughs> I'm religious with it like he says bro yeah. I, I don't know what about it got me so I don't know it captivated like, me so much it's, it's an art to be honest yeah cause not everybody's gonna do it not everybody can do it yeah and the only reason, like, his brother and I, too, have gotten into it is because of him. You know, like, he talks about <laughs> it all the time. With anybody, to be honest. And yeah. so we're no, like... but, like, he means that he got... He we got into the into sport of the UFC. Oh, the UFC. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he won't get into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, that's no, the no. reason we've gotten into it is because of Maury. Yeah. Maury has done, like, everything. He always talks about it, you know, and he's like, oh, have you seen this? And you're like... Oh, okay, cool. You know, I've been over his house, and we're like, mm. we'll sit down. I'll watch fights with him, you know, and and just enjoy the time, you know. Yeah. Like I, I've grown, I've grown up around friends who are actual like fighters. Mm. You know, I have 
friends who've also like done amateur fights. So it's, I, I kind of have more of a general idea. I understand what they're doing, how they go into that. So yeah, like for me, it's pretty fun, you know, to like listen to this guy talk about all this stuff. You know, most of the people that fight, that train, that have trained me, they don't even look like they can fight. Yeah. So you see them on the street, like I can piece that guy up easily. Next thing you know, like he he gets you with like a tornado kick and a nose. Yeah. That's why I don't, I don't be messing with nobody on the street. Yeah, me neither. Like never know. You never know. There's a coworker who just. uh joined where I work and he, he was like he does Muay Thai mm. and he was like I, I forget what one of my other co-workers they were telling me something and you know talking about working out and all this stuff and I was like yeah I don't think I look like a guy who works out right <laughs> and then he was like I never judge bro he's like a guy like you could be Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for all I know no that's <laughs> true yeah <laughs> I've um the guy that one of the guys that I've rolled with, he was like just a white belt, you know, regular white belt. He had a knee brace, old as hell, but he was piecing me up like crazy. You know what I mean? I was like, he knows he because it was like you wore a gi, and it's a different game with the gi on than Way with the gi different. off. So he, I got choked out with the same choke like six times in a row because I didn't know how to defend it, no. and it was a simple choke. He's like, you grab one like both of the the flaps of the gis, and you just choke me out with it. And yeah. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to take my gi off. I was like, I'd rather roll without the gi. Yeah. yeah. I, I stand more of a chance rolling without the gi than I do with the gi on. There's just more advantages yeah. with the gi when you're trying to choke someone out or just, you yeah, know. Yeah, because I've rolled against a purple belt. Me, on myself, I'm like a white belt. I haven't even trained, like, with belts. I've just done yeah. rolling and just, like, random, at random moments. Yeah, but yeah, I know yeah. enough to defend myself. Yeah, yeah. So I've, like, rolled with a purple belt and I've, I've managed to, like, almost choke him out, like, in a guillotine. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, the coach is like, pancake him, pancake him, pancake him. I'm like, what the fuck does, does that, that mean? He's trying to flatten yeah, you out, I think. You gotta drop, you, it's like you have to drop your hip on them so they just fall flat. Wow. Yeah, so it's like, okay, now I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then, then that's the only way, like training, you, you'll get to know these things more and more. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, even the rest of this event, we're having, I think, what was it, Shogun Rua versus Nurega? Which was something that this is just a rematch. These are OGs. Shogun is still fighting. Yeah, these are these are OGs that are coming in and are gonna put on a show. I hope as well. And then um, I think before that, it's it's Kevin Gaslam, not Kevin Gaslam, Alexander Gustafsson. He's moving up to heavyweight. Yeah. And he's gonna fight. Um, damn, I totally forget his name. And he was a he was a he was a heavyweight champion himself. Let me just look at the Instagram post I posted. I, his <laughs> name always fought, just goes by, and he just fought not too long ago. Um, and he, he fought against um, some other Russian guy that's really, really good, too. I uh, forget his name as well at the moment. But it's going to be Fabricio Verdum. There we go. Who? Fabricio Verdum. Fabricio Verdum. Verdum. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I know, know Gustav, son. Yeah, but Fabricio Verdum used to be... He beat. He was the one that beat Cain Velasquez when he was a champion. Cain Velasquez, yeah. So he, Fabricio Verdum beat him. Yeah. And then Fabrizio Redoom lost to Steven Miocic, and then now we're we're about to see Miocic fight DC for the third time, uh, which is going to be a great fight again. That's going to be a good fight. I mean, yeah. even though they're old and everything, but those guys, it's that rivalry. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just going to go to the ground. No, 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 no. yeah, DC. They're going to go to the ground. DC's just going to take them. Yeah, that's it's it. going to go to the ground. But I mean, we'll we'll see how Stipe reacts to that. I, he's more of a striker, no? No, yeah, he is. But mm-hmm. he used that against Francis Nunganu when they fought. Mm-hmm. He used the the ground game against Francis. You know what I mean? Because Francis got tired after yeah, swinging those, those. But Francis is a beast, bro. That's torpedoes. why you gotta. <laughs> no, we're talking about Francis Nunganu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like uh, when the UFC first came back and he was fighting, 
We were making fun of his uh, post-interview. Because the knockout was so vicious. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, we were training with our combos. And like so like soft-spoken. <laughs> like so calm. Yeah, yeah. We were just doing boxing and training our combos. And like, but he just like, the guy, the guy hasn't funny. even woken up yet. And he's just, doing and he's just like, yeah. You know, we're just in the gym, working, looking to get better every day. And like, oh, man. And then, like he's and so he's calm like, and so This is my plan. He's like, this is my plan. Yeah. Like, this is what we train for. And we're like, you didn't train for that. You Dude, just came just out came swinging. swinging. like hammers and he just got Rosie Norgers strike in that thing. Oh, and I was like, that, wow. that was like, what, like a less than it was 30 like a, seconds? It was like a 10 second yeah, knockout, like, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And like, it, he just came out swinging, bro. Like, swinging. throwing haymakers left and right. Dude. And he just caught him, bro. Yeah. Dude, the, other guy, the other guy thought he was going to be able to trade with him, and it was like, nah. He's a big dude. He's a huge <laughs> dude. Dude, dude he, he picked up Shaq like it was nothing. And Shaq was like, dog, I've never been picked up before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Shaq, who's 7'4", said this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, uh, there's going to be interesting fights this weekend in the heavyweight division, but I want to see when that guy fights again, Francis Ngannou. Mm. And I think, depending on whoever wins that championship, bout against DC and Stipe, is going to go against Francis Yeah, Nevada. because this guy, even after losing to Stipe, dude, he just ran through everybody again. He he knocked out, uh, what's his name? Alistair Overeem, disgustingly. He knocked out. Overeem, that guy's slow in UFC. Yeah. The game. But, that guy's super slow <laughs> yeah. in the freaking game. Yeah, so he knocked him out nastily. He, he knocked out uh, Curtis Blades for the second time nasty, mm-hmm. and then he knocks out this guy, Rosie Ozenstrike. So, dude... It's gonna happen. I just hope that he he prepares himself for what's to come. Cause if if he fights Stipe, he's gonna he's gonna go with the same plan. Get yourself get him tired out, and then yeah. take it into the later rounds. If he goes against DC, he's probably gonna do the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One fight that I want to see him run it back with was against Derek Lewis. They Derek, fought. Derek Lewis is a funny dude. He's a funny dude, but they yeah, were afraid. He's a of, big dude. They too. were afraid to touch each other when it came to that fight. Cause they, they did, both got power. Yeah, but uh, it was the most boringest fight ever. Like so boring. That's when power versus power cancels each other out, and so they have it's just like, and they have no ground game. The whole time. It was like, just this whole time, and then Derek Lewis throwing a kick every now and then, yeah. and then Derek Lewis won the fight because he threw more kicks, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As fucked up as it sounds, that's just how it is. Yeah, but it's funny because you see these guys fight anybody else, and it's just vicious knockouts. Like Derek, Derek Lewis, Lewis doesn't even look like an athlete. My balls was hot. Yeah, my you know balls. What I mean? was hot. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have you seen his Instagram? Yeah, he's the most oh funniest, the God. best follow you can get ever, probably. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's, I, his captions, I was like, I would have to she's say, okay, he's okay. I would have to say him and Freddie Gibbs are probably like the funniest people. Freddie Gibbs and Freddie Gibbs and academics, have you seen that one? <laughs> dude, academics is retarded, but <laughs> Freddie Gibbs is hilarious, oh, though. dude, yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, but when um, he, like, he, I forgot what he said to academics that had me cracking up. I forgot what he called them specifically. If yeah, you look back know. at the tweets, it's just like, what the fuck are you talking he's about? Calling him, he's talking about how he's overweight yeah, and all he this makes stuff. Him for being fat. I think he calls me retard at one point. Yeah, <laughs> everything. I mean, academics is a dick writer, bro. I feel like he's a he's a he's a he's an informant, bro. I think that's why he's him and six op- nine are like mm. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> six nine is an informant now, bro. Yeah. And then I feel like academics is an informant too, bro. Like as much as you like it, bro. CIA be doing that stuff. Cobra ops, bro. A lot of shit. Your you brother I mean? put me on game with uh, what's it called? Out of the shadows. Yeah, I saw saw it the other day. And yeah, like Hollywood is run by the CIA. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen like a, a, a good amount of it, and he keeps giving me crap for finishing it. But I get the idea, dude. Hey, you don't have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> you don't want to watch the whole thing. Like, yeah, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they use media as propaganda to push their agendas. Yeah, yeah exactly. And 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 you know, you, history is an ev- is evidence of all that. You know, that history the CIA, always repeats itself. It's like up. right now. Um, I forgot I was reading someone posting like 
on their story that they were reading about the history of um, Nazi Germany. Yeah. And about how that, that whole movement for change was socialism. So it all began with socialism. And what you're seeing right now in, like, America, in a sense, is that same movement for socialism. And socialism, like, in the past, it has never ended great. Yeah. It's always led to communism. It's, like, the worst things. So it's like, okay, there are examples where you see history repeat itself. Can we do any better? Mm-hmm. Like, what makes us think we're going to not make the same mistakes they yeah. did? They probably Th- saw the people before them and thought that same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. something that they that I've been seeing a lot of people say that we think we're the most perfect people in history, that we but have so no did the flaws. Yeah. Us. Yeah, yeah. It's just not we like think that. that we're making it the best compared to the people prior to us, and the people prior to us nah, were all and, evil and, and bad. This was something that <laughs> yeah, it's he, ridiculous, he put man. me on yesterday as far mm. as he was like, dude, listen to Joe Rogan's next latest podcast, which he had Ben Shapiro on. And mm. Ben Shapiro said something really... Like very true that I ben agree Shapiro with. just talks fast and like makes up random numbers. It's funny, but he's he has a lot he of facts. Lot to of it. facts, yeah. But, and, but what, him speak, but what he said just... was that like he's like a lot of people in America are making making it seem like America's the worst place to live and like it's like it's the worst of the worst. Yeah. When you're looking at China and they're having concentration camps right now for Christians and Muslims and mm-hmm. like people just people don't go against their beliefs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's a crazy thing to think about. And you know we're I mean? not even paying attention to what China's no, doing and how China's we, even right now yeah. trying to fight with India, trying to expand their borders. Like people There's aren't a whole paying war attention. That's about to happen. Yeah. You know Outside I mean? of the U.S. and like most of the people don't know it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's well, we I, might get involved with it because China is also trying to take over Taiwan because Taiwan, you know, the people, think, think, the people um, that defected to Taiwan basically used to be people from China. Yeah. And the thing is that Taiwan is an allied with the U.S. and the U.S. has the navy around Taiwan. Around Taiwan. Yeah. So it's like, that's another thing. People are not paying attention to that, yeah. man. And the it's, thing that, like, I work in, I, well, you know, you probably heard on the podcast, I work, I work in aviation, and yeah. one of the things that is skyrocketing right now is the demand for aviation in the military. Mm-hmm. The demand for boats in the military. Like, it, it's on There's demand. Like, that has skyrocketed. <laughs> that has not gone down. Yeah. So it's like, when you look at what is going on in the other parts of the world, like, People should be concerned of what's happening there. Um, and I, I, I get it. You know, we're concerned here because it's you, this is where we live and this is where we're looking at. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, there's crazier things going on in other countries that we're not looking at. There's even more crazier things there's going even, on here. There's even um, Armenia is fighting with oh, Alja, Turkey. with. Turkey and Ashabajan? I forget. I butcher. Yeah, I butcher. I butcher that place, I man. Know that name. About, yeah. yeah, they're they're in a war right now because they killed one of their generals. Oh, I didn't you know? know why they were. In a war. So, so that's another thing that that's going on right now that people people from here, from P- Armenians from here, are getting involved because my little brother he goes to Sosis and most of the population at Sosis, <laughs> <went to> Sosis. <laughs> most of the population at Sosis is Armenian. So he's like, dude, all the armos are posting, like, fuck Turkey. You're like, I yeah. hate Turkey. You're yeah. like, funny to your mom when and stuff I went like that. I'm just like, what? When I went there, it was like a lot of, it was, it was. I would say the the, the predominant race was, was white people. Yeah. And then it was, I would have to say maybe a lot of Armenians, but I don't want to say, maybe now it's changed. No, he, he says, But dude, it was like, like white people, Hispanic people, and then everything else. Because they defend each other. Like, if you talk crap to one of them, oh, it was like you that. get the whole family you and know, their uncles and like their know, grandpas. It was like that for me at Sosis for like the first, like, um, when I was like, because I went there from 7th grade to 12th, yeah. and it was like that from like 7th to like 10th grade, and then yeah. the older guys started to leave, and all that left, went out the door. Mm. But don't get me wrong, if you mess with someone that was a younger kid, you would get like everybody else like that. Yeah. But as we grew <laughs> older, me and the, the, the Armos that were like in my, my yeah. 
age group, we got a lot closer because like I felt like the people who were like very like about that like you know we're gonna we're gonna we were we're about well, you talk shit to me I'm gonna protect my family yeah and stuff all that like stuff that, yeah. it was like the older ones you know what I mean the ones that were getting that were my age they were like you know you're gonna have to handle your own stuff sometimes yeah. but if it's obviously an older guy coming to you it's like we're gonna come in but it was like there was issues us as like ninth graders we had an issue and then you have seniors coming in and it's yeah. like bro stay over there we can handle our shit you know what yeah I mean? no we had a similar thing yeah. at my high school because uh we had this one troublemaker who got in. I went to like a smaller high school. It was like maybe the population was 500 students, maybe less. I have no clue. But he pissed off almost all of Chats with High School, and you see everybody defending his ass, the the, the guy from my school. And I'm, I'm I'm just there like, why? Why do we have to defend him to fight against like a school that's like 5,000 kids? Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 stupid. <laughs> it's not worth it at the same time. Like yeah, no. It's not, man. But with that said, thank you for being here, Raul Reyes. No, we Anytime. appreciate you being here, man. Do you want to uh, give your hashtag handle your oh, yeah. for your IG? IG, follow me, Raul X Reyes. Yes, sir. And then, yeah. That's Go ahead and DM him if you have any questions, any that questions regarding real estate, estate and <laughs> selling, that, that selling your home, you buy buying a home. Yeah. If you have questions of how to prepare, get a plan designed, Talk to Raul Reyes, you guys. Give you an assessment for your property. I yeah, can always definitely. come out. You know, free buyers and sellers consultations at any time. Hell yeah. You thank you I mean? for being here, man. No, thanks yeah. for having me, of course. Um, just a quick thing. Next week, we have Lakers and Clippers during oh, our yeah. podcast. So yep. we're going to be doing something a little different next week. And uh, just for everybody listening, the next couple months, we're going to have a lot of different guests, a lot of uh, variety. So get prepared. Uh, whatever platform you guys are listening to it, subscribe, rate, review. Let us know how we're doing. So what do yeah. I got to do to win that UFC game? Oh. <laughs> oh. He, he's going to post the we'll, rules we'll, on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about right, that right, more. Right. But it has a lot to do with people listening. It has yeah. a lot to do with people engaging with us on social media. And if you're yeah. doing that, you're listening and you're engaging with us, you, you'll win that copy of UFC 4. But All right, nice. Until then, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's got to stay patient. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's been a very fun, fun podcast. I learned a lot about real estate. Yeah, I'm uh, always here to help. Any talked a lot about questions. UFC. Talked a lot about sports. Um, but yeah, we yeah. look forward to having you again, bro. We're going to no, have I'm you. I'm looking forward to coming back. Straight Thank up. you, Thank For you. sure. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.